right. Dylan, BJ, Galaxia, thank you for coming all this way and joining us. Yeah, thanks. No problem. Man, super excited to have you guys here. Huge fan of the music, obviously. Um, trying to make it to all the shows I can of you guys. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you guys are incredible. You make radical freaking music, thank and you. I dig it. Um, <laughs> We're okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I would make some really bad joke about him, you know, being under the table after the show or, or something like that, but I, 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 I have to agree with him. <laughs> no, and it makes you guys even that much cooler. You're so modest about it. But um, And please forgive me. I've got the coronavirus, so my voice is kind of going in and out. Oh, cool. But, yeah, yeah, I've great. I've always hey, wanted you guys to be all got quarantined. It. Right, yeah. <laughs> I told him to stay away from that Mexican beer. Yeah, you, that's your yeah. problem right there. Do you remember yeah. that uh, uh, Ebola scare from, like, 2014? Yeah. Yes. Was it that long ago? Yeah, I think God, so. That's crazy. Wow. Well, I was on a, a plane in Houston, and apparently at the Houston airport, there was some guy who yelled on the plane, not my, not the plane I was on, who yelled, I have Ebola, as a joke. And the plane was shut down for eight hours. They had to bring oh a quarantine. Nobody could leave. Not even the, the pilots, anybody that worked for them. They had to bring in a quarantine crew eight hours. Where they could get off the plane, and that's it was just a, a joke. That's awful. That's horrible. Hey, you I can't make they, jokes like that anymore. I bet that guy got beat up. I don't know. That was really funny. That's funny. <laughs> like I, I work uh, for the United States Postal Service, and uh, there's one time I went to work, and um, my supervisor heard a noise in a package, so she called in the authorities. Oh, they no. shut us down like like that, like all day. I bet. Had the bomb squad in there. It was crazy, roped off the whole area. It it turned out that someone had shipped an iPad, and it was turned on. Ah, yeah, I was going to say a mouse, well. maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. When did you get to full day of work pay? Um, yeah, yeah, we were all clocked in. We just went down the street and, like, all ate breakfast together. There you go. Stuff. No, that's good. Then. And then we were there super late. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but team building. So but builds character, yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, moments like that. <coughs> Shenanigans. Over time, it's awful. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, um, Retina is the EP that you guys just put out. What was yeah. last summer? Yeah, yeah, August time, late August. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got going on over there? It's like Space Invaders, You're right? Um, but yeah. Uh, just incredible music. Um, so you, this is an EP. Um, I know, or yeah, ish, or al- it's, it's a full album, really. It's, uh, we called it an EP, but I mean, it's it's pretty freaking it's long. It's close to. Yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah. it's thirty minutes. Or something, okay. So I don't right. know what the cutoff line is, to be honest. I don't know. It, it when it's done, really it's done. Matter. Yeah. It's a lot of great music. Um, Thanks. And then uh, before that was what Countdown to Extinction or to Extinction, <laughs> yeah, Countdown Megadeth. to Discovery. We we're yeah. talking about Megadeth, Megadeth before we started yeah. recording here. <laughs> yeah, I just had it in my head. Before countdown that, to Discovery. Yeah. yeah, fun fact: you didn't know Galaxy wrote Countdown to Extinction. Yeah. Dave stole it. You yeah. heard it here first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> not, the, not the first famous musician to steal a riff from me, though. Remember? Oh, Jack White. Jack White Jack stole White. a riff from me. Yeah, yeah. he ripped off uh, "Worlds on Our Back." Yeah, but that's okay. Because I really love Jack White. Yeah, it's, it's a really I, good song. It's, I a, don't care. it's a better version of our song. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, well, I guess, uh, why don't you just kind of uh, let us get inside your head for a second? Um, 
how how did Galaxia kind of start? What was the what's the ideas behind Galaxia, and how did it kind of come about? Well, it kind of it was kind of a three or four songs that we had, and then like Edge Zephyr. Some people in Edge Zephyr didn't want to play the songs, <laughs> and we were just like, "Oh, well, let's just start another band." Yeah, it's I mean, much like that. not not it wasn't in a petty way. It was just like, "Oh, let's just." Start another band then. Yeah, it, it didn't right. fit what Edge's effort was doing at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. It really so. didn't. So it made, it made sense that they didn't want to do it. And then it just escalated. Kind of, all right. I guess you could say. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because um, William, the, our old drummer for Galaxia, and then also the old drummer for Edge's effort, was re- he was super into just strange stuff. And we wanted to make really weird stuff at the time. And a few of the songs that were on Countdown were the ones that I'm talking about that didn't fit the Edge's effort style. So, just kind of changed it. All right. Yeah. And, um, I know Edge of Zephyr. That that is uh, a very different sound. Obviously. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. 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 Uh, to me, Edge of Zephyr seemed um, a little more uh, almost eighties metal totally. kind of influence. Yeah, it, was, it was very eighties. And they're yeah. still playing though, aren't they? Are they still going on? No, I don't think so. No, I, they're not. They, okay. They might be trying to, but. As far as I know, they don't. They haven't played any shows. They haven't found uh, a bass player. I don't think. Okay. Um, so so, I think they're still looking for a bass player yeah. and maybe another guitar player. Right on. Well, I wish them the best because uh, yeah. the the other guitar player in that band, um, Brandon Beach, super cool guy, really um, great guitar yeah, player. Yeah, he's a good player too. So, they're yeah. they're all they're all great musicians. It just to me, it just wasn't going in the direction I wanted it to. Right. So. Yeah. Same here. Well, yeah. I mean, you can you can only you can only go so far. Um, and then, you know, you hit that fork in the road and do you just keep going with the motion or, you know, do you make that decision to, to put all your efforts into, into one project? Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the, uh, the, just the definition of creative differences, right? I yeah. guess yeah, people pretty, always pretty say much. it was creative differences. Yeah, but it's, but it's truth. But yeah, it's yeah. actually yeah. the no. truth. It's nothing personal. I mean, it just, it wasn't, they weren't doing what I wanted to do at the time so right yeah. no, totally understandable and respectable yeah if we're gonna I, this isn't because we were making some money in it just but if, if we're just gonna go out and play shows and not make any money we'd rather just do it with the style style we wanted to do. exactly you know what yeah. i mean we're just yeah. gonna have fun just have fun yeah and we made some money in it just i'm not saying that that was the whole goal but yeah it never hurts yeah it, yeah it definitely <laughs> doesn't sure. hurt that's always fun to play original songs and make money yeah absolutely Happens every now and then. <laughs> one, one gig a year, we'll get to yeah, do it. Very, very rarely. It's a roll of the dice. Maybe two gigs. Well, now after being on this podcast, maybe a whole like another ten people will yes will uh, be <laughs> streaming your music. Yes, or buying uh, buy an album. Buy it. Buy physical copies. Worse. You might get some dollars. The artist will make more money if you buy physical copies. So that is true. I like Bandcamp too because it's. I like YouTube. Straight to my account. <clears throat> I like YouTube. So. I like YouTube. Too. I always suggest it to go just listen to it on YouTube. <laughs> Dylan and I are really bad salesmen, to be we're, honest. We're yeah, well, yeah, it happens. I've, I've given Probably away the worst. too much free material for any band I've been in, just because I was like, eh, I'm not famous. You could just have it for free. It's hard. It's hard for me to want to sell something that I don't think is worth someone buying. Not that it's bad, but I think I, I think, do it for fun, so I can't justify making somebody pay their money that they've with earned all, for it with all the work that you guys put into it it's definitely worth it it's definitely worth it well yeah it, it, it is definitely worth it and i think 
I think the thing that you, you that that I run into is I would rather give it away to get it into somebody's hands that they would actually listen to, yeah, then, exactly. Then forcing the, somebody to buy it that wouldn't even listen to it, right? Well, yeah. or you know, they're not going to buy it, so and they'll never or hear that. it, so they're not going to listen to it. You know, I that and you know that's that's probably the definition of the artist struggle right there. Yeah, I mean, we devalue ourselves more than 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 I think society does, and it's weird with the, with. Um, <clears throat> the ease to which that you can stream everything on all these different platforms it's it's just kind of hard now to uh to sell music you know i think that even even huge (laughs) huge bands like i think i i saw an interview with like devin townsend he said like yeah i go out and tour like all year and i make sixty thousand dollars and i'm like Dude, like, he probably makes that, a little more than that, but yes, yeah, pretty they, much. But I was like, that blew my mind. I was like, Devin Townsend doesn't bring in like hundreds of thousands well, of dollars. Well, it's because he puts so much money into sure the live show, and then he has a, a he crew. has huge he has big big crews. Because <coughs> I, as you know, I'm the biggest fan, so I've been the VIP things at their shows, and I met the crews. They have a really big crew, and they're paying them all salary, like. Close to top-notch money, you know what I mean? Like, they're all making probably, I don't even know, probably 2500 a week or something like that. You can't ma- you can't just maintain that in progressive metal, you know what I mean? No. Right. <laughs> that's just Especially in North America. That, he, he just, he does it because that's what he loves to do. I yeah. mean, he's not out to make millions of dollars. He does it because yeah. he loves playing music. Although, so. somehow or another, he has because with his most recent album, Empath, he spent 170000 of his own money out of pocket. For the album, oh, yeah, that's plus funny. that almost that much money from the from the label, so there's no telling. Well, I mean, but 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 stop and think about it. So you say he makes sixty thousand a year, okay? So that's I may, just that's just touring. That's well, not well, selling sure, stuff. Sure. Yeah, and and you know, so you take that. I make less than that. Plus, I have a second income. So you know, a, a couple of years of that kind of income. Then yeah, you might have that money to spend. True. I, yeah, you know, sixty thousand. I'd take it. Yeah, me too. To, oh, yeah. to play music full time. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> That'd be incredible. Oh yeah. And he has a very uh, specific fan base, I guess you could say, that really enjoys what he does. Um, I feel like there's a lot of bands that go on tour that are good. They don't quite have the exact passionate fan base. I. I'm biased, obviously, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like people really enjoy his shows, the shows I've gone to. I, I really fun. agree with that. I've kind of had that thought for a long time. Like, I would rather have a smaller group of people be way more into what we're doing yeah. than to have a large group of people that are kind of like, eh, they're all right. Exactly. <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. I think in the long run, you'll be more successful that way. Yeah. But. I will take the small audience of passionate fans, and I will take with that the meh dollars yeah yeah, yeah it's re- it's not a <laughs> the two are not mutually yeah. exclusive nope, by no no I, I i will take it both mm-hmm. so is it safe to say that like uh devin townsend and all of his iterations of his projects and stuff that's kind of a, a inspiration maybe in, at some level for galaxia not for yeah. me for me, absolutely. For him and for Dylan and Zach, no, not I, really. <laughs> I, I'm just not a huge fan of Devin Townsend. And I respect him as a musician, but I just cannot get into his music. It's, he's one of those you really like him, or you're just like, that's really weird. I uh, and and Zach and I have talked about this before. I I 
I respect the hell of out of what he does and what he can do. But I'm like Dylan. I, I can't really get into it. I get into more of the his his early stuff, um, the the early strapping young lad. Uh, I really like the the Vi album he did. Me too. And I'm not I'm not a hu- fun. I'm not a huge fan of Vi either. I'm not a huge Vi fan either. But uh, I thought I don't know. Maybe he he was a little more commercial on that Vi album. Yeah, he, he was kind of forced to do that style as yeah. well. I don't know how much... I can't forget how much writing he actually did with that. He might have done some writing. I'm sure he did, but I think he was forced. And he also, sure. he also didn't like it, which was strange. But <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's not strange if you listen to the guy talk, but <laughs> he's a strange I, guy. I think my, my take on him, I guess, is like he's one of my favorite vocalists, I think, ever. Dude can has a crazy range. He can do any yeah. kind of style from like operatic to full out, you know, ball crushing screams and yeah and, and, and a- angel sound yes it's it's he's yeah. amazing when it comes to his vocal technique oh and, yeah Especially and, and performance style. like he's a great performer really great guitar player i love his guitar tone the thing that gets me about about him is he he puts everything in the kitchen sink into every song and then he like i don't know uh tracks the, those layers over and over and over, and it, by the time it seems like there's no life left in in the song, I feel like it's it's just so dense that it just kind of becomes flat. That's what a lot of people have. That's what a lot of people don't like about his music is because it's. I was worried it was just hundred layers. Like, there's like yeah. 150 <clears throat> layers or more for real right. in every song. And believe me, I'm a more a more is more. Me too. Philosophy kind of guy. <laughs> like, I'm totally that guy. Um, Lots of people don't like that about his music because it is so dense and it requires a ton of attention. That sounds really yes. pretentious to say, but it requires no. a ton of attention to detail to listen to his music. I don't know why I like it so much. I just do. But. Right. Well, and I, that's th- a- I think that live would be a totally different thing. I think it's just, just the the way that he goes about recording the albums. Like, And there's, I say that there's definitely like some songs in there that I absolutely love and I'll listen to over and over. But um, there's just, I don't know. I think it's just a sensibility with the way he records or or engineers, however you want to oh, look yeah. at it. Tons of people don't like his engineering aspect or his engineering approach as well, the way he mixes <laughs> records and stuff. People hate that. Tons of people think it's it's terrible or it's noise or it's just like it's just pretty noisy. They're made- white noise kind of thing, you know. But I love it. I think it's great. It's really well, and, ethereal. And, and and I think that's that's the core of of any music i mean you cannot like you said you don't know why you like it you just you have that connection you can't quantify that yeah to me it was like it was a music i always wanted to listen to but i didn't know it actually existed and i found it i was like wow this is exactly what i've always wanted to listen to for real it's just crazy yeah it's just outlandish lyrically doesn't even make sense sometimes which is what i like what i prefer to be (laughs) honest um i don't like lyrics to make sense sometimes but yeah I totally get that. I had that reaction. Like I'm, I don't know. I um, I am a big Tool fan from like back when they first came out. Like I followed them, and they kind of what got me into more progressive music. They're kind of my gateway drug into prog rock, and mm-hmm. I went back and all this stuff. And I started, you know, trying to write my own music, and had a band called Blood Red Moon. I was doing my thing with that, and I discovered. I, I just. I, I went to Spencer's house earlier. He was oh. telling, I think he mentioned that band or something. Yeah, yeah. He played with me in that band yeah, for a little was, while, he was too. mentioning that band. Um, so, and Spencer is a good friend of ours and a, a really 
good singer and guitar player, and I think we mentioned before he's had an accident where he can no longer play guitar. Um, but still love the guy and brilliant guy too. But um, yes, that uh, what you're saying about Devin Townsend, your reaction to that, I felt that way about Porcupine Tree when I and I came to them late. I didn't know about them until I think uh, um, what's the album? Oh shoot. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Fear of a blank planet. Fear of a blank planet. That's exactly right. I don't know why I just blanked out on yeah, that. Yeah, I wasn't going to answer it for yeah. you. <laughs> no, I, I heard that album. and I, I was just, just guessed because like, that's like the best one. Right. My, or my opinion, the best well, one. Well, that's, that's what I first heard, and I was like, dude, this is like really dark, but it's it's very uh, catchy. Di- dynamic, and yeah, it's catchy and, and melodic, catchy. and yeah. but it's not simple. Like you're saying, there's a lot yeah. of layers going on in not it. Not simple. And... I was just like, this is what I've been trying to do. And I, yes. But same, now I'm a failure. Like <laughs> same, same reaction for me for Porcupine Tree. It's absolutely love them. Probably my second or third favorite band for real. They're yeah. amazing. I, I wish I could see them. They're not a band anymore, but yeah. Yeah. I guess Steven Wilson is still doing. Yeah. I've seen, I've songs, seen Steven but... Wilson two times and he did uh, Porcupine, Trees, Porcupine Tree songs a few times. He did uh Lazarus. He That's did, cool. Uh, sleep together. He did. Uh, what's that other one from In Absentia? Sound of Muzak. Yeah, that's cool. A few other ones. Cool. Don't uh, hate I me. I think it's five four, kind of beat in that one. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a neat riff too. It, yeah, it is. That's it's a, a cool riff. drum beat. Gavin Harrison's like the best drummer ever. He is, or one of them. One of Not, them. It's hard to say he's the best ever. But. For real. I don't know. It, it's hard to say anybody's the best ever. Well, it's Neil right. Oh, it's Michael right. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll agree. But okay, I'll, I'll okay. always love Magic so, Johnson better, though. Yeah, so. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm not going there. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we we, we, we covered. Uh, I love the Johnsons. Have you been tested now? <laughs> That's messed up. Anyway, maybe it's not coronavirus. God damn it. Ah, uh, edit that out. All right, so. Wow. Now that I've made an AIDS joke. Yeah, right. there we go. That's I'll make a spike so you can see where it is. It's like the 80s all over again. You got, yeah. like, uh, remember in Mr. Layman's class in middle school? Oh, my God. About the AIDS joke you made where he kicked you out of the class yeah. immediately. Uh, about I'm not too your... proud of that, but it was kind of funny it was... at the time. Hey, you didn't I, even finish all right before with, you finished out of class. <laughs> I'm all right with wrong things that are funny. As long, <laughs> yeah, as, everyone, yeah. as, long as everyone's just knows it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, it's totally yeah. just a joke. It, yeah. It's like an Ebola on a plane. For real. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of this Ebola on a plane. No. <laughs> <laughs> on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> uh, so let's hop over to Dylan. And so what? Uh, what's going to be your biggest influence then at least as pertains to 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 galaxia i mean you can give us your your biggest influence but give us your like top five i don't yeah yeah. we got time and i guess as a bass player i'd obviously have to say rush is a huge influence on how i play and my style playing um just as complicated as rush sounds the simplicity of how he plays when you actually learn how to play the song as I've, I've as I've gotten older and played more, I've learned, at least on bass guitar, simpler is always going to be better than, uh, like John Myung is a phenomenal bass player, but 
it's kind of boring playing exactly what the guitar player is playing the entire time. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You lose that that feel that uh well, I guess the bottom end of the song, the real umph of the song when you're playing, you know, a solo with, you know, John Bershush the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no sure. bottom end. Then it's just it's all it's all top end and there's no there's no feeling. You lose the feeling of a song if you don't have the you know, the bottom end, like Victor Wooten would say. You've really grown up. I know. No, you used, used to be the complete opposite. Of I know. I know. <laughs> well, my hands hurt now, so I don't want to do anything. You, you know, know I, I think, and this has always been my my gripe. Um, I, I wouldn't say with progressive music because I, I've come around. I've come around to a new definition of, of what progressive music was. Growing up, what I thought progressive music was was. You know, early Chicago, uh, Kansas, you know, which are great bands, but I, I feel like sometimes the song gets lost in the technical ability. Totally, exactly. I agree. You know, in, in the noodling, um, and that's you know that's I think as similar to Zach. You know, Tool really brought me in because for all the crazy shit they do, there's still some kind of of connection to a, a core song. And uh, so, you know, knowing the value of when to separate what you do from the guitarist and yeah, knowing exactly. when to to bring it all together, you know, for the benefit of the song. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that... I think... I think that is part of the problem and part of why pop music is so popular is because there's really no separation there. I mean, I think pop music focuses on the vocal and everything else is just to... Just serves that hook just, of a melody. To, to, yeah, to get it out totally. the door. Yeah. Um, and having a strong beat that you can dance to. Right, exactly. right. Yeah. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, when you go to the really technical stuff that doesn't really have any... Doesn't have any feeling. Right, right. You know, and it's it's that that middle ground that I think is is where the the best music lies. Yeah, like I I, in general, love prog music, but I'm not a Dream Theater fan for the reason that you're saying. Yeah. Now again, there's some songs that are the exception to the rule for them, and they're all like super amazing. Yes. Much it, respect yeah, to all of yeah. them, but I just don't connect a lot with their music but yeah. well, and and i i think like i said earlier i don't that's just you can't you can't you can't quantify why you connect with something you know i mean you talk about uh, zach talks about his love for prog all the time but then you go back and and you know he absolutely loves typo negative and and to me yeah, that's they're not that's really pretty basic you know um, very basic Mm-hmm. But but, but uh, you know I'm 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 the same way. There's pop music that I freaking love. Oh yeah, me too. You know, so. I love Lady Gaga. Yeah, I fucking love Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> my my biggest is Kelly. I'm a big Kelly fan. And the thing is, is I never R. R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, R. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, I like it when he pees on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you're not Kelly, wait, what? Kelly you're not uh, young enough. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Clarkson? Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Okay, Kelly Clarkson. I like Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, and see, you know, I, I never watched Idol. Um, it was her second album when that came out, and I was like, ooh, I like this. And then I listened she's to the good. rest of it. She's She's got some pipes. Yeah, her voice yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I, I like, uh, there's a pop rock artist out 
right now that's she's been popular for the past five years or so ish. She hasn't quite gotten to the mainstream, but she's called Grace Potter. Have you guys yes. Heard yeah. Her? No, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah, she's great. Yes. Her music. I don't know if she's writing it. She might. I don't know. But she's great. Her songs on a few of her albums are amazing. I think. You know, I grew up uh, with a lot of of Motown, and so any 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 band that kind of captures at least a tinge of that, I really like. There was a there was a female performer that came out, and it was probably early two thousands, and uh, her name was Nika Costa. Hmm. If you get a chance, check her out; she's really good. But she's got some she's got an old soul vibe, mm-hmm. but with what's her last name? Costa, C O S T A. Cool. Got an old soul vibe, but kind of modern beat, modern production type of thing. I really, really like her stuff. That's cool. Interesting. I haven't heard of her. I thought you were going to say Nico Case, who is another singer who has an old school vibe, but that's not what you said. No, oh, well, maybe yeah. I need to check that one out. Yeah. I've... Yeah, she's neat. Well, and see, yeah, it's like just stuff like that rubbed off on Quentin because, you know, he mm-hmm. one of his favorites is Amy Winehouse. And, you know, I really liked her too, but I never really listened to her music. And it's <clears throat> I listen to much of her music. It's it's very very old school, with kind of a a modern production value. I mean, not I shouldn't say a, you know kind of hip hop style beat type thing, but with a very old school <coughs> songwriting style. Yeah, that's cool. Which is pretty cool. I don't know. I I, I love it when you know. A different genre pops up and grabs my attention. You know, mm-hmm. I think the only one that really doesn't do that is country. I have to agree with you. There. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. And 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 you know, I think part of part of, part of it for me is I <laughs> I DJed on country radio for two years. Oh, I wasn't a <laughs> country fan out. to begin with, but that really kind of killed it. I, yeah. I, I, I personally <clears throat> like like '90s country, like the cheesy like. Goofy songs. So well, yeah. and see, that's when I was stuck in it. I mean, know. that's that's the yeah. best country. I mean, it's, it's better fun. than any of the stuff today. It's fun to play. I mean, you it's might all as well upbeat. be. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be a cover band, like a 90s country band's where to be. That's true. Yeah, yeah that is true. I can see that being super successful. Oh, yes. actually. Yeah. So I, I run sound for cover bands now at the right. Cherokee Casinos. They're all playing the same songs. <laughs> the, all, all the 90s hits, you hear them every night. And the same people that come to dance come there every time to dance. I guess they don't care. They listen to the same songs over and over again. Exactly. I mean, that's... It annoys me to, to death, to be honest. Well, and, yeah. you know, I, there's a lot lot to that. I mean, it's like people talking about only listening to one genre of music. I mean, how do you, how do you go through your day with that? Oh, there's I mean, no way I could do that. Just no one way. thing, you know. But, know. but there, there are those people that, that never grow up past this point. You know, anything mm-hmm. new is just trash. and Right. And I, granted, there is some new stuff that's trash. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm gonna get off my lawn moment. And, you know, there, there's some trash out there, but I th- there's always been some trash out there. I remember reading something that was saying like, where you are uh, when you kind of reach adulthood, when you kind of transition out of puberty and stuff, like whatever is kind of in your head at that time, whatever you really like, that kind of gets like locked into you. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you can't branch out branch out from there but you have to kind of try after that point you have to make the choice to kind of get out of that little comfort zone of that genre but it's like something kind of built into us well and 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 maybe being 
a creative kind of kind of helps. But you know, I, I I know for a fact that there there are people out there still beating the same horse. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean that that are creative people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to, to counter that, you know, middle school, high school. Well, middle school was kind of '80s hair metal, and it transitioned to to Pantera and stuff like that. Um, hit 30 and man all I want to all I want to listen to between 80s hair metal and 80s synth wave I'm listening to 80s synth wave pop you know cuz yeah me too yeah I, I, I prefer it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I grew up in it so I know all the songs on either side but if I'm going to choose which one I'm listen to I'm going to listen to the Pet Shop Boys you know <laughs> <laughs> That's funny <clears throat> So, all right, 90s country, uh, Rush. 80s synthwave. Yeah. 80s synthwave and David Townsend. You put those all in a little blender. That's pretty much how you get no. Galaxia. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Hey, we have a country song we might perform. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Actually, nice. two country songs. We have Hoedown. Yeah, well, one well, we haven't performed yet. Oh, the Mayonnaise song. Oh, the Mayonnaise song. Yeah, yeah we might perform yeah. that. The Mayonnaise song, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very 90s country song. Yeah, with... I'm excited to hear it. I'm not a country fan, but I'm excited to hear it's you. It's a country guys do song country. with 60 layers of synth going on. Yeah, maybe not 60. But it's it's at least more than 12. five. But if you do that, though, <laughs> it has you to have, be an even number. Yeah. Well, you yeah. have to get a button-down shirt with pearl buttons, and then you have to get bedazzled jeans. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, and you do it right. Have to do it properly, of course. Yeah, Glasses. yeah absolutely. That's amazing. <laughs> I'll be there for that. Yeah, Galaxy yeah. is a very weird band when it comes down to it. God bless you. I think I don't know if it's intentional or not, but sometimes I'll listen to your music and I was like, "Man, this should be the soundtrack to like a side-scrolling game where you're just like blowing shit up." <laughs> that no, I've heard that a lot. That that's not intentional, but yes, heard that a lot about yeah. somebody. And it's saying not every it song, be... but just once in a while, something will hit me. I'm just like, like yeah, dude, like Mega Man should be like shooting the shit yeah. out of some. Things. Well, when yeah. when he put out he put out several songs, it was like, hey, you know. Try and try and write some vocals for this, you know. And there, I can't remember which one it was, but I oh, I listened to you. I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I listened to it, and I immediately saw the scan lines from a VCR. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it was it it was almost like Kung Fury. I mean, it was this song <laughs> needed to be in Kung Fury. I mean. It, <laughs> That's you know, you had to movie. fix the the tracking on the VCR to get yeah. it to come in. Slap the TV to get it going. Oh, that was day. the soundtrack. It was amazing. I think I know what song you're talking about too, and that made it on Retina, I believe. If that's the one you're, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's called Glass. Yes. That's a strange one to perform live since we don't have a keyboard player, and I'm just playing power chords the entire time, pretty much. So it's <laughs> kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, playing Galaxy Lives it is interesting. Sometimes. Sometimes. Because yeah, Galaxy is a three-piece. It's a um, three-piece, but there's so much going on. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's kind of awkward sometimes. I don't know if we're cheating, technically, yeah, playing it che- live. Oh, we're cheating. I mean, there, there's, I mean, we could probably ha- stand to have, like, six keyboard players. Yeah. <laughs> but we can't find a single one. Well, we can't so. find a single keyboard player, so we're just going to track yeah. it. We're in the same boat. That's our excuse. Yeah. And you guys do it now. You guys yeah. The past two times I've seen you guys, you guys have had tracks. That's cool. I'm glad yeah. you guys are doing it. Yeah, because it, it adds really adds something the atmosphere, to it. especially on your. Uh, we, we, have the, we have this. We have this. We have this debate all the time about whether or not to add, um, you know, because it, it's one guitar, you know. But I distinctly write for two guitarists. Yeah, um, same I I try not to, 
because it is just one guitarist. Um, so we always we're always like, oh, should should we put another guitar in there or or or, or backing vocals, you know, too. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's the big one because that's when you're getting into like totally cheating territory. Because but we've done it too, but it's just like. Should I do this or no? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'll do it. Whatever. Yeah. Who's gonna notice? <laughs> That's when you're getting into real cheating territory. But I, I, our core, our, our core system of belief is that if we have mechanical failure on any of that equipment, we've got to be able to do it live without it. That's yeah. Galaxy's problem. <laughs> <laughs> we can't without this synth. If, yeah. so if, if for we're some just gonna reason, go home. If for some but, but reason the keyboard must go down, yeah, yeah. the Galaxy would just fail. It'd be a train wreck. So there's only like three songs we could do that would sound cool without. Right, it. Well, so in your particular case, you then just need to have a backup system ready to go. Yeah, yeah that's but I cheap. Ha- what's really what's really great is not any cheaper than anything. <laughs> what's really great is we have one laptop, and what's even greater about that is one. Firewire to mini or firewire to Mac firewire cable, uh, only one. It's so we're running on constant uh, fear of failure. But <laughs> that when, when you're like that, that's when nothing bad happens. Yeah, when, exactly. when you're fine and happy, that's we have, when we have bad never happens. prepared yeah. for anything. Okay, new. well you need to knock on have, wood. I don't have a spare just, tire you just, in my car. I don't have a spare tire. Like you just said it out loud, so you pretty much just challenged the cosmos to relax you. This isn't wood. There, there's wood under it. I promise. Was yeah, it, I don't we, have a spare tire. When we uh we played at the Canes, which was oh probably gosh. one of our best shows we have ever played, he forgot to plug the laptop in. Uh, it, at the end of the show, it was the batteries at two percent. Two percent. We were really lucky. We were extremely Ooh, lucky. Wow. <laughs> Two. Uh, so stupid. You made we, it through. Yeah, though. we That's barely amazing. made it. Barely. Because that particular song, if the laptop would have went out, I'm pretty sure it would have been a complete train wreck. Because. No, because the last song doesn't have too much going oh, well, on. I know, it, was, it doesn't Zach, have too much. Zach uses uh, the click. Yeah, yeah. It actually has gone out apparently one time yeah. at a show that we played. The very first show we played with Zach, actually. At the um, first shop, wasn't it? Yeah, the first shop in Tulsa. And we played it, and he stayed perfectly on time. It went out, and then it came back in, and he's perfectly on time. He didn't have wow. a click in his ear, for yeah, real. He's pretty much a time machine. If I'm remembering it, this so. correctly. Yeah. yeah, and for those of you that don't know, Zach Lum is the drummer for Galaxia. We'll have him in here, too, because he's involved with some other projects that we want him to talk about. That's the reason we just have you guys in here. Yeah. We said screw him for tonight. But <laughs> actually, he, he said screw you. <laughs> yeah, he said, screw actually, you. Yeah. he's playing uncle tonight. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. But, cool. um, yeah, he is having dabbled in some drums myself. I can say that he is like upper echelon, next <laughs> level kind of drummer guy. I mean, he's oh, yeah. super good. Super good. I'd say. Well, super good with you guys. I think he does a really great job playing with you guys. I feel like we're holding him back sometimes. For real. He he has played with with tracks and a click from from the first day I saw him. And, I I mean, it's not like I've known him forever. You know, obviously he's done with that. He has metronomes in his ears. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's Mm -hmm. done it for as long as I've known him. Right. So, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All you guys, that's that's another thing that – I can say unequivocally. I don't think I said that right. Anyways, no, right. <laughs> okay. That all three of you guys are fantastic musicians. Fantastic Thanks. musicians. I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, go that far. No, I, I don't I, mean, I'll go that close. far. I'll go yeah. that far. Yeah. Despicable like, human um, beings, but fantastic yeah. music. You guys are shit people, but uh, <laughs> join the club. But no, uh, you know, you can listen to someone's recording, and you could say, "Okay, how much of this is studio magic?" kind of stuff but you guys do it live like 
I know we got synths going on in the background. Okay, that. But um, BJ, you, your guitar playing, Dylan, your bass playing, Zach's drumming. You guys nail it. And sometimes, uh, yeah, thanks. Sometimes, you know, yeah, oh, sometimes. Man, I mean, I'm always, I'm always pretty floored by just how precise you guys are. And it really it starts with Zach for sure. It, yeah, Zach's messed up like twice out of all the however many shows we play together, thirty or forty, whatever it is. He's literally messed up like twice. Yeah, that's it, amazing. And and I say mess up like audible mess up. Right. I'm sure he's messed up in his own his opinion, but right. several times. No, like, but I didn't quite have the right feel on that, on that third story. Tom, yeah, yeah or something. But <laughs> if he if he messes up, we're gonna sound bad. Yeah. And he doesn't. So. I mean yeah, it helps for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But all oh, you guys are really great about that. Yeah, I, I definitely can't uh, do what I do without Zach being spot on every time we play. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that he feels the same way about you guys. <laughs> Maybe not. But <laughs> you can't even hear us. <laughs> I don't think you can hear us. You can't even hear us. All you hear is a giant wall of synth and somebody's screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And another thing I think that's really cool about um, the way you guys write is I feel like, because I've seen you guys play, I've seen you guys just diddle around or what it diddle around. I've seen you guys, you know, screw around on guitar or whatever. And I think that you leave yourself room in writing the music where you're not, you're not overplaying. Like I could see a lot of guys, I'm not saying you're not challenging yourselves when you write your music. Um, Cause there's definitely like some solos in there and stuff. I'm like, where the hell is he going to do that live? And then you do it, and I'm like, God dang, that guy's good. <laughs> but um, but there's a lot of times where you you leave space for and, and room for the music to kind of breathe. Yeah, that's a big you, you thing know. of how I approach writing. Cause you, right. Just like you were saying with what you were saying with Kansas and Dream Theater, especially like the Astonishing or something like that, where it's just I don't know if you guys listen to <laughs> Dream Theater's Astonishing album or yeah. if you tried to. Not impressed. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, technically, of course, it's impressive, oh, it, but it's it, just it, yeah. so much going on. It's just on. like, okay, I'm having, I have to pay attention so much to this that it hurts. And I know it sounds like conceited people or whatever, prog snobs would just go like this at you, but you just don't right. understand. I don't music like theory. I don't like super overly technical stuff. Also, the fact that I can't play the super overly technical as well. So I don't. So basically, that. you just don't like it because you can't play it. So. Uh, no, no, no. I like some of it for sure. Like. Necrophagist and oh yeah, uh, the good old stuff. Some uh, tons of Dream Theater I love, but yes, I don't like to go over the technical. It has to breathe. It has to be a cool sounding song. It has to be catchy. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. I think that <laughs> caught me by surprise at, at one point because um, sometimes and because it's so like you're such a great guitar player, you're such a great bass player, but then things will be so synth heavy. And like you're saying that one song, I was like, I'm just playing power chords on that song. But and if you did something else, it wouldn't do yeah, the exactly. heavy lifting. I'm just like, oh, he's he's such a good guitar player, but he's going to like kind of back, yes. back off a little bit. <laughs> That's why I was saying it's awkward yeah. to play because if you're just looking at me, it's pretty boring. But when you're listening to it as a whole, if you close your eyes, you're like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, yeah. that sounds very cool. Yeah. That's uh, kind of like what I was saying about how I was uh, stepping back on the technical stuff because I would go to open mic nights in Bartlesville on the bars and all the guys were like, Oh, you're just playing too many notes. You know, you just, you know, you don't need to let the song speak for itself. So I think doing that and playing like, you know, country music and stuff has really taught me a lot about how the structure of the song can in, like 
affect how it feels. It doesn't have right. to be overly complicated for it to be an amazing song that feels good to you. I yeah. think that's the important thing is you're, you're serving the song, not just your exactly. ego and trying to show off. Yes, and I never feel like you guys are trying to show off. Especially right. you're serving your or serving the song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Soft serve. Yeah. Self Soft serve. serve. Self serve. <laughs> Soft serve. Soft serve. Soft serve. Soft serve. Self serve. Yeah. It doesn't matter, man. It's about the music, man. <laughs> yep. Tell about the music, man. <laughs> and the ten dollars we make when we play. <laughs> oh yeah. 16, actually, sometimes. Oh, 16, Ooh. yeah. Split three ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about those Washingtons. Yes. Well, you can go to <laughs> yeah. Ecuador and spend that. Pretty, yeah, if we go to Ecuador, we can make 10 bucks and be fucking millionaires. Yeah. Okay, so I, I guess, guess we need to take a tour to Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that's a pretty uh, like popular spot for expats. For what? For expatriates, like people that want to move out of the country. Oh, Good. not not the team. No, I'm thinking no. NFL team. No. Well, I mean, they can move too. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right with the Patriots yeah. moving. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know that. I wonder why. It's cheap. Cheap, obviously. But yeah, probably yeah. that. Belize is one too. Belize is an amazing country. Really. And I went there last year. It's amazing and cheap. Yeah, you travel quite a bit, like yeah. when you can, don't you? Oh yeah, as much as we possibly. Well, not as much as we possibly can, but a lot. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. Do you think that that has an influence on on music and and art and stuff? Yeah, actually, once again, I'm going to sound super pretentious, but oh, go ahead. Here we go. Please don't. We know. We know you're cool. We know you. We went to New Zealand, and the entire like half last half of the trip was just like amazing. You know, you're seeing everything that's the most beautiful place you've ever seen in your life, and then you get all these musical ideas in your head that it's just coming out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have control of it. It's just musical ideas and. A few of those songs ended up being pretty cool. They haven't been released yet, but, you know. Soon. Oh, yeah. more in the works for Galaxia. Yeah. Tons. Nice. Probably, I'm hoping to get two released this year, two EPs. Um, and then a third one that's almost all the way written as well. That's pretty cool. That's going to be pretty much totally different than anything that we put out. So. Mm. Shit, we're trying to get our second song done. <laughs> <laughs> well, these, yeah. some of these songs, excuse me, I'm going to burp. <clears throat> excuse me. Actually, not excuse me, whatever. Nice. Smell those onions. Let but, it go. Uh, sorry, Dylan. I know you're a hygiene freak. <laughs> not really. Not really. Just I just don't like how onions smell when people eat them. I don't either. They're gross. <laughs> but, um, yeah, two of the EPs are going to have two different singers on them. The the guy that sang on Countdown, Tiago, he's going to be on the the uh the new one, one of the new ones, and that's going to be four songs. Um which will will contain one song that I believe is probably the best thing that will be the best Galaxy song that's come out so far. If it's done right, of course. <laughs> mixed right, excuse me. If I can get the mix right. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. You do all the engineering yourself, right? Engineering, yes. The, the countdown was mixed by Chris Cawthon from Bartersville, and I recorded everything at his house, uh, minus the vocals, obviously, mm-hmm. and drums. But So guitars and bass and stuff was all done at his house, um, and the retina was all done at my house, so I mixed that one. That's it why it sounds, sounds a little different. And it sounds freaking incredible. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, people that, don't know, do. people that don't know, BJ here has golden ears. <laughs> go that far i feel like my mid-range is kind of weird sometimes but yeah thank you uh, no, um, I have, yeah. yeah and uh guitar tones bass tone 
like I'm just like oh yeah he has a really cool six string bass or five string bass Ibanez oh yeah it's the, uh, it's the it's the five string multi scale bass yeah that that thing oh. that sounds, thing sounds great <laughs> and no offense to that bass but Chris my friend Chris who makes yeah. his stuff he's actually mixing the Labity House remember the band for the Wolf yeah, yeah, name? yeah yeah he's mixing that I went over to his house the other day uh, to listen to some of it. He he got he got this new bass, this German engineered bass. I can't even pronounce the company's name. No, oh, it's, it's one of those most, bass guitars. It's one of the most amazing instruments I've ever heard. It sounds like a MIDI bass. I'm not even kidding. Really? Just just the DI plugged into his interface sounded one of the best bass tones I've ever heard in my life. So Crazy. the next three Galaxy EPs will be recorded with that bass. <laughs> I promise you that. Right. It sounds no offense to you. No, it's fine. It was just it was just thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't oh, know well, that's not bad. I guess I'm just <laughs> honestly, it's really not. No, <laughs> it, his his bass sounds great. Yeah, for sure. But and the, the new Lavity House, holy crap, dude! I can't I haven't wait. Heard any of their, I haven't heard any of their music in a long time. To be honest, the the, la- done, it, the last thing they so released good. was was uh, I don't know if they it's pronounced Ether. I think it's pronounced Ether. Oh, out of Dodge City. No, 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 not, no the band. not the band. Not oh, the band. Okay. They, uh, Labity House has a song called Ether, and oh, they, okay. they released a music video for it. Oh. And it sounds really good. But uh, the We Own the Moon. That's Man, the, we've been listening to that for five fucking years. Live? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great song. And we need, we need that fucking song. That's, so what, that's one of the songs I listen to. And oh. it sounds like Chris, is, Chris has gotten really good, especially since he's done the Galaxy album he did. Yeah. He's gotten even better, big time. And it sounds like... Damn near top professional level quality. I'm serious. It sounds amazing. In his studio, at least. Yeah. You know how that changes sometimes. I, I really, right, really right. like that band. Yeah. They're good. And you, people that like that band will enjoy what Chris has done with that. It sounds great. That's awesome and encouraging to hear. Yeah. Um, he has... He has the UAD plugins. You guys familiar with Universal Audio plugins? I'm I'm, don't I'm familiar have, with the price tag. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> yeah, any exactly. of them, but yes, I know that people rave about them. Though they're phenomenal. Yeah, they're incredible. The, the price tag and the uh, hardware, you get the uncrackability of them. Yeah, well, they're smart. See, they have hardware. Mm. You have to have the hardware. Yep. Very smart company. <laughs> Damn that. Not that I would ever steal. <laughs> None but, of us in this room would no. ever. No, I wouldn't get on Pirate Bay at license. all. I paid sixty software. bucks for Reaper and WinRAR. You paid for WinRAR? <laughs> no, I didn't pay for WinRAR. I'm kidding. <laughs> Nobody pays for WinRAR. I don't think anyone's ever paid for WinRAR. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still a version from 1984. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also another EP will have this other singer named Arthur Pessoa, who is coincidentally another Brazilian that. You know, the U.S. to Brazilian exchange rate is really nice. But, cool. Well, that's good. Uh, Too bad they can't live in the four U.S. Four times the amount. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I'm paying their, like, three months' rent or whatever for very cheap. Nice. For, to record a four-song EP. This guy, at least. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. it sounds like he's a great singer. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's somebody, a great singer. Somebody needs to email him and say, you know, you, yeah, he's ripping you off. Real <laughs> off <here. laughs> Pulls so, out for more. <laughs> yeah, that'll be like a six or seven-song EP, maybe eight. Probably seven. There's a song that used to be an Edge of Zephyr song that I wrote most of it. Might do it a different way for Galaxia. I don't know. We'll Which one's that one? That punk one? It's like pop punk. Oh, what is that one called? Uh, oh, what's well, it, what's it going to be called? What was it yeah, called in Edge of Zephyr, I guess? I'm, I don't want to say copyright infringement. It's not copyright infringement, PJ. You don't know people. <laughs> Some people will upload that song to the internet and copyright it. 
Anyway. Anyways, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I know what you're doing when you get home. <laughs> Play it real quick. <laughs> and then uh, the really strange EP is going to unfortunately have me singing on it. Um, Don't say unfortunately. So At least not until we hear it. <laughs> well, it's going to be like a mix. It was using it on retina, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. singing, yes. Yeah. yeah. But are, are you singing on this and not vocoding? Yeah, it'll be singing. It'll cool. be a lot more singing. And I have gotten better, but I saw I'm not comfortable. And I had to be totally in the mood in order to do it, mm-hmm. like at my house. I have when to be nobody's in the mood around. to do it, too. That's that's how <laughs> I am. Like, I want to sing on Galaxy songs, but I feel like every time I'd go to BJ's house, I'd have to have everyone lead the room, and it would take, like, six hours to do one song. Yeah, that's how I am, man. Not six hours, but an hour. And uh, it's going to well, be, like, a mixture of, like, Peter Gabriel with, like, some of the lighter early Devin stuff mixed with, like, trip-hop. I guess say. <laughs> that's freaking awesome dude yeah, i love be, that it'll be fun like massive attack ish yeah um and like maybe massive some attack like, portis head yeah Those are, i love that stuff yeah gorillas yeah stuff like that um nice it'll be that kind of mix and then one song that's really absurd it'll be like it's a straight up um there's a porcupine tree on their worst album it's called linton something something <clears throat> And I pretty much listened to that, and I was like, wow, this is the greatest song on this album for sure. Like, I don't like any of the song. Yeah. Sunday Dive or something like that. What's that on, um, on, the, on a Sunday Dive uh, or something like that? On the Sunday side Whatever it's called. of life, I think, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, on the Sunday side of life or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't like the album, to be honest. But That's not my favorite either. Uh, the, one, the one song that sounds like no other Porcupine Tree song, I was super inspired by, so I just went and decided to make a song that's almost exactly like that. But <laughs> it'll be a fun one, and it'll be really weird. And it's about... Awesome. Stalking a famous person and killing them, which is actually lyrically making sense, unlike the other songs. But uh, not that I would do that. <laughs> oh, oh, but oh, well. but but going on that, have you guys heard of the uh, the John Travolta movie um, that Fred Durst directed? Shut up! Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! Is this real? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. This sounds amazing. Oh, oh my God. Um, God I, know, I gotta find out what it was called. Um, because the like the the first line out of John Travolta. Okay, so John Travolta is special. Plays a special character. You know. Um, I can't take that seriously. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> <laughs> the first, I think the first line out of the fanatic. Okay, that's the name of the movie, the fanatic. I haven't watched it yet, so it's already out. Yeah, yeah, it's out. Um, the first line out of his mouth is uh, is like, "I gotta take a poo," mm. and he's got this freaking wow. bowl haircut, and, he, and he's gray haired, and he he, he stalks a celebrity. Oh, and that's the whole. But it's directed by Fred Durst. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and starring John Travolta. And I watched a guy do a review on it, and the guy's review on it was freaking amazing because he was laughing his ass off the whole time. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> when you so, started talking about it, I thought you were going to say face off or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nicholas Cage. So, okay, so we're going to go over to face off now. Oh, no, I got him started. Yeah, yeah, you, you did it. That movie's ridiculous. That movie's it so is ridiculous, but the one thing that was absolutely brilliant is the first five minutes 
when Nicolas Cage is playing the bad guy. Why haven't we ever gotten that movie? Because Nicolas Cage plays a brilliant bad guy. He does. That's true. But no, they've got to flip it and make John Travolta the bad guy for the you know the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. They oh, should yeah. have started the other way around, right? Uh, uh, yeah, because I mean he's so freaking over the top anyway. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's super over the top. There's, There's a, a uh, there was a movie that came out with him recently that looked really strange. The uh, Mandy? color color out of space. Oh, that's that was yeah. Too. That's a that that, too that, that's too, an old uh, H.P. Lovecraft novel. Oh, okay. I'm, right. I'm a really big fan wow. of H.P. Lovecraft books, so that looks really interesting. I, I guess the the same guy that did that uh, his his the director is like. Panos Cosmatos is like his name or whatever. Anyway, he did uh, one with Nick Cage. It's called Mandy, and uh, I haven't. Is it real red looking? Yeah, the yeah. Trailer yeah. was super yeah. red. Yeah, yeah. Thing. and apparently it looks strange. He, <laughs> so some reviewer went. He went full Nicolas Cage on the movie. <laughs> and I'm like, we know what that means. Oh, this this must be fucking amazing. Yeah, so. we know what that means. Yeah. Speaking of that as well. My friend Stephen Craigbaum and I have been slowly, super slowly writing a Nicolas Cage themed metal album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, yeah. And we have a few songs, but uh, eventually that'll be up. You heard it here first. So, <laughs> that, that, so please tell me you're like you, the the vocals are like samples of Nick Cage over the top. Not the not the singing vocals, but there's a few samples. Yes, yeah. they, like from his movies, of course. <laughs> uh, the one one song's about the Wicker Man. One song's about the bees. Yes, bees. it's called it's called here. here, 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 here <laughs> it's called here comes the bees. Yeah, oh. it's a hardcore ish song. Uh, oh, did, I, did, I did remember you, doing that. Years ago with you, yeah, your we bedroom, were years ago, yeah. at your mom's house in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> yep, with Jesus, with Jesus, Ronnie, Jesus, and yeah, uh, yeah. anyways, that's yeah. relevant. Yeah, uh, Ronnie was there. Ronnie, who else was there? Me, you, me. That was Ronnie, Evan. I think Evan was there. <laughs> Ronnie, um, what's that other one that Gone in sixty seconds? There's a song about that. There's a song about Face Off. There's a song about. Um, well, just pretty much his big movies where he acts like a crazy person, you know, or he has some sort of distinctive quality. Okay, Con Air, Con Air, Con Air. Yeah, put the bunny back in the box, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you ever listen to um, Azalea Dying Singers' project called Austrian Death Machine that was all about Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, you never heard of this. <laughs> no. I can't believe you guys haven't heard of that. That's crazy. I've heard of that it. That feels like something that you at least would have listened oh, to before. Well, but that's, I need that's to. some funny no. stuff. That was back when we were in high school, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like tenth grade or something. Yeah, tenth grade. So it's it's basically the same exact theme because and those are good songs. The first the first uh, it's called Total Brutal, and it's all the famous uh, quotes of Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's like ten songs <laughs> or something, and they turn into like thrash, thrash metal ish metal core <laughs> kind of stuff. But really good, catchy, good riffs. It was right around the time that programmed drums were really popular. Yeah. So it has that easy drummer sound. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Get back to the chopper. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. That's awesome. Um, there's a definite like sci-fi kind of vibe with Galaxia. Yeah. Um, where's that come from? Is that just an aesthetic that you kind of like, or? Uh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I guess you could say. I mean, I'm huge sci-fi fans of movies and books and i wouldn't say that influences my playing i just, I just like synth sound you know yeah. i feel like it yeah. gives it gives music such an environment and such an 
Did you hear that noise? It's my shoe. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I thought you farted. I wish it was my ass, but <laughs> it was just my shoe. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it just gives an environment that you can't achieve with a guitar and bass. Right, right. Drums, okay. Vocals. I mean, you can, I guess, if you have effects, but synths are cool. I love them. Which I'm sad that I have to give you back your synth that I borrowed for two years. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I'm so, I'm for that, sorry. by the way. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sorry to steal it back from you. No, it's fine. <laughs> I like that you've been using it and doing oh, cool yeah. stuff with it, though. The only thing I couldn't get it, I couldn't get it to um, get MIDI signal as like I couldn't make my own MIDI and then send it to a patch that's in the keyboard, and then the MIDI would control that. Oh yeah, I could I, I could use it as a mini controller and I could play VSTs, but I couldn't couldn't send it. I don't know why. Okay, like you couldn't send mini a mi- MIDI to it. to it and have it play it. Yeah, like I could send some crazy something that I couldn't actually play. Right, and then just take the output and put it back into the interface and record it. And it would sound like I really played it from the exact sound from the keyboard, but it wouldn't work. I don't know why. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I cool. never tried that. Maybe it's just not cool enough to do that. It is. I don't know why it didn't work, to be honest. Maybe just hmm. one of the MIDI outs is messed up in there or something. Shitty. Shitty MIDI. Shitty MIDI. <laughs> MIDI's a pain in the ass. <clears throat> MIDI and MIDI to DMX. MIDI to DMX is a pain, I'm sure. Oh, my God. You have DMXs? No. Um, we're, we're working with Freestyler. Yeah, Freestyler. <laughs> Um, and really just haven't dove into it. The The big thing I want to do with MIDI now is get it to <coughs> kind of what you're doing is have it switch my Helix. Oh, dude, you have to get do it. <laughs> it's a right? life changer. <laughs> I'm serious. It's an absolute life changer. You should probably Especially explain if singing. what we're talking about for people that aren't you know, <laughs> okay. music geeks like okay. this. Okay, so uh, I have a Line 6 Helix. Um, Bjorn here is using uh, Axe FX still. Yeah. Axe 2. Axe 2. Don't downgrade me. Pardon me. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, you don't anyway, have three. Uh, you're, you're useless. MIDI <laughs> is, what's that stand for? Musical, Musical instrument, instrument. Digital di- interface. Digital interface. Okay. So basically it's a control language for computers or other devices um, to talk to each other and control things. So what we want, what, what BJ is doing is when he is running the synth tracks... It is also sending a signal to his XFX two <laughs> to change all his uh, his patches, um, you know, from clean to dirty or any other special effects he has on there. Basically, and, all of his guitar, effects right, right. So what sounds. he can do is run around the stage and act like a wild man, and he does. He does in his underwear. Uh, uh, we've seen him do flips, um, spandex with uh, with. Uh, a jock strap over the top, you know, just like word up. Um Red Hot Chili Peppers sock. Yeah. He's got <laughs> <laughs> he's got a sock puppet under his guitar. <laughs> but no, so that so anyway. that makes that allows the computer to change all of his patches in real time. Right. So you yeah. don't have to tap dance. You don't have to 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 stop what you're do- you can't stop what you're doing. But you know, take away from your ability to play to pay attention to what your feet are doing. Yeah, and it, especially if you're singing and playing at the same time, you really need to do that. I promise you it'll be like 
night and day. You'll be <laughs> like, wow, I can't believe I didn't do this from day one because yeah. I was such an idiot back in those days. I am so much smarter now. Right, right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, right. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> and because he knows Reaper, he's going to be the guy I'm going to call. <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to make a tutorial because you're about the sixth person that's been like, hey, how do yeah. you do this? Yeah. And the way I do it, man, once again, I'm going to sign Man, there are little things that, uh, that just, just this weekend, um, so... Before I jumped into Reaper, I was using Acid because back you in... You want to take LSD trips. Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay. We're clarify Sony, <laughs> Sony Acid is a, is a music program. But I'm open to possibilities. Uh, anyway, uh, back in 2000, Sony... Or, yeah, Sony, it wasn't Sony. It was uh, Sonic Foundry. Um, Acid came out. And so I was the only one making music, so that's what I got because it was loop-based. So you could throw one little drum beat in there and then drag it across the whole timeline, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you've got drums. Uh, so making the switch, one of the things I've noticed is I was zooming in on my Reaper timeline, and with 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 Acid, as you zoom in, you know, your, your grid lines get smaller and smaller. You know, you get to where you could... I don't know, move one millisecond right. over. Reaper's not doing that, or at least it's not doing that for me. I, as I zoomed in, it, whatever whatever grid that I have set up, it, it stopped at one point because there was, speaking of easy drummer, that's what I have handy for practice practicing with. Yeah, um, it looks great. Yeah, there was just a, just a, a kick and a, a crash, you know, just a good... And I w- wanted to scoot it over to where the guitar hit. And I couldn't because it was either going to go this far oh, or you this have, far. You, you got to select the gridlock, yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. So where's that at? I'll, <laughs> sh- yeah, I'll, sh- I'll show you. I'll show you once we're done with all this and I'll blah, blah, blah. But once again, I'm going to sound pretentious, but the way I have it set up, the way I have our backing tracks and the MIDI changes, I don't. Th- I haven't seen it on the internet. I haven't seen anybody make a tutorial like this, so I'd, I need to make a tutorial. Well, let's do it. Yeah, uh, if you need my help, let's just, probably, <laughs> whatever. Let's do it. I do, do need it. your help with when it comes yeah. to like screen capture. Okay. I, don't to, I don't know how to do that. I found. I don't have one. I least. found some app. There, there was something that lets you do it. I can't remember which. But yeah, you, you need to send me that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I want to learn that too. Yeah, so oh, I need that yeah we all need also. to. Awesome. Yeah. Um. What else did there was something else in in Reaper that was was giving me fits. Um. I had an issue with, uh, so I have Helix native, right? So I don't have to connect my Helix to use all the Helix processing power, right? And Helix is a guitar effects processing yes, unit yes. also. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can just track dry guitar and then have all my amps at my disposal. And uh, there, when I installed it, I had uh, VST2 plugins, VST3 plugins, Anyway, had everything set up, was running it on the VST2 plugins. And then I went and restarted Reaper, came back to it. And all of a sudden, the VST2 plugins weren't working. So, hmm. I mean, it automatically switched to the VST3, but then I had to go back in and, and reselect my patch and then I had to adjust the volumes and everything. And I don't know, maybe maybe that's because I haven't paid my $60 yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, here's I don't my, here's my thing though here's my thing as far as the reaper trial 
it is 60 days, okay? And every time you start it, it tells you how many hours that you've run. It tells you how many days over the 60 days you are, but it tells you how many hours you've run. And the hours I have run it are nowhere near 60 days. That is my, that, that's my cutoff. <laughs> I want 60 days worth of learning trial, this trial. freaking program yeah. before I pay for it. And I, I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, you know, yeah. I, can, I can go 30 days without ever touching it. I would so, say, yeah, I would say it'd be different if it was like thirty real days. If you yeah. were if you were an engineer and making money on it on a daily basis by doing that stuff, I'd probably argue with that. Yeah, right. But you know, but, I used it more this weekend than I have in the year and a half. That, right, <laughs> the year and a half that I've, <laughs> that I've been uh, baited or you know testing it. Yeah, right. But it 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 really is really is a good program. Um, there aren't too many deviations from acid, so the learning curve hasn't been huge. Yeah. But it's just little things. It's just a matter of layout. Like I used uh, Pro Tools for a while, and then I used Studio One and starting to use this now. And, yeah, I can do everything those other things can do. It's just how do I get it? You know, yeah. Where do I need to go? Where's it, it at? Yeah, yeah where's it at? Once you get that down, then it's all cool. Yep. And and then all of a sudden, there's a new one that everybody's using, and you need to try it. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Could we could we play one of your songs? Sure. We have your permission. Yeah. All right. YouTube can't take it down because I said so. <laughs> all right. I'm sure they'll recognize my face by now. <laughs> Facebook. Hmm. Okay. So, what do you want us to play? Is there a certain song that yeah. you'd love for everyone to hear? Oh, uh, well, whatever you want, I suppose. Are, are 13 su- subscribers? <laughs> I don't know. Are yeah. you guys subscribers? It might be 11. <laughs> it, I think I subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. But, you know, people are going to come back to this and be like, oh, this is Galaxy's first appearance. <laughs> you know, when there's a million subscribers. <laughs> then you guys going to be gonna like hear. Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't know about that. The hell's Galaxia? <laughs> All you need to do is just spend some money on a really famous person to interview here. Yeah. And you get some followers right there. Right on. Just just a few thousand dollars out of your personal savings. Right. Interview somebody like Gene Simmons or something. Or Richard, <laughs> Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Uh, yeah. Richard Simmons would be if far we're gonna more pick, entertaining. Yeah, I'm taking him. I would too. <laughs> or uh, who'd be a cool person to interview? Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Dave Chappelle would be great. Uh, yeah, that would be great. That'd be amazing. Actually, I can't I can't remember the the comedian's name, but he's a little person. But he's a comedian. He's fucking hilarious. That'd be great. Speaking of that, you should interview probably him. get him for half price. <laughs> God. God, Zach, I can't believe you said that. You're not right, dude. You're not right at all. Get all Speaking of subscribers now. The guy Say, that plays look, look. That comedian would laugh at that joke. You wouldn't say the R word when you're talking about the Fred Durst movie, but you'll say that. Yeah. Okay. The guy that plays Willow. That'd be a, guy, a cool guy to interview. Warwick, yeah. Davis? Warwick Davis? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. He's in so many movies that you he didn't really even is. know. He's in Harry Potter, Star Wars, Leprechaun. Leprechaun. <laughs> I think he's in Maleficent. He's been in a movie with Jennifer Aniston. I guess th- there's a show in uh, England 
that Ricky Gervais is like the producer and it's Warwick Davis is the main character. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, I think the whole thing seems like it's a big running joke on him being short. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like such a good sport about it. Like there's a video out there like it's there kind of promoting the show or whatever and it's Ricky Gervais he's on a sta- on stairs and he has Warwick Davis by him dressed like a frog dressed in a frog outfit <laughs> he's like I can't believe you actually did this when I asked you to do it and he's like well I don't know he's like I just I thought it would be cool to dress you up like Kermit I don't know why and he <laughs> just starts cracking up I don't know that dude's funny surprisingly there are a lot of galaxias on YouTube Oh yeah, it's uh, I tried it's, Bandcamp. It's Spanish for galaxy, so there's a lot of Mexican cover bands. If you search for yes. Galaxia, uh, yes, Mexican go, cover bands. Go band to your Spotify and, and go Brazilian. to the Retina album and play Cyborg. Yeah, well, that's what I had. There you go. Because yeah. that's just a badass riff. I love that riff, Cyborg. It's a very song. That's a very fun song to play live. I yeah, bet that, it the is. one time we played it live. Two times. Two times we played it. No, the first Three time we played. I remember we played it at the Vanguard Live, and my amp completely shut off. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you played it at, a, at the Summer Bash. Yeah. Do, you, do you pay for Spotify, Matt? I do. You're one of the onlys. I don't have Spotify. That's uh, a, a, a Spotify. A Spotify. Okay. So, who wants to announce it? Give us an intro. This song's called Skyborg.
Trauma Fest 2020 is coming to you live from the Time Out Tavern in Iola, Kansas, August 15th. This year's stacked lineup is Kira from Oklahoma City. The Impulsive from Omaha, Nebraska. 13 Minutes from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Time of Lies from Oklahoma City. Terracuda from Chanute, Kansas. Edge over edge from Cherryville, Kansas. Civil from Junction City, Kansas. Watch us from the moon from Lawrence, Kansas. Ghosts in the Atlantic from South Coffeyville, Oklahoma. Rage is my rival from Fort Scott, Kansas. Yeah. I'm Quentin, Off the Edge's roving reporter. Signing off. All right, so was that Cyborg or was it Skyborg? Was yeah, Cyborg. You said it right. It. Oh, okay. Either way, really. Cyborg. Depends on your accent. Canadians say Skyborg. Probably. Borg. 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 Hey. Cyborg, Borg. Hey. You got to say it that way with a flip top head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just kidding, Canadians. Love you. No, that's a freaking sick song, though. I love, like I said, I love the riff in that song. Uh, yeah. Wasn't a lot of Fear Factory during that time. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that influence in that. And the ending is kind of like. Uh, you ever listen to the band Death? Not really. I mean, I know who you're talking about. But. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chuck Schuldiner. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's listening to a lot of death, so the ending is kind of something he would do. Right on. Speaking of Fear Factory, I never saw Fear Factory, but did you ever listen to the band Archaea? That, is that Dino's other group or something? Yeah. It was like the drummer and the guitar player. Yeah. And then uh, the bassist and singer from a band called Threat Signal. Oh, I know the, I know the singer from Threat Signal. Yeah. John? Yeah, I don't um, know him, but yes. <laughs> oh yeah, my homie. No, uh, um, he's a cool dude. We, I, I went to, uh, I think it was Kitty in Tulsa. I got to see Kitty in Tulsa, and 
it was the weirdest lineup because it was Kitty, Soil. Um, I remember Soil. Threats, or not Threats, Archaea, and Straight Line Stitch. And see, I went predominantly for Straight Line Stitch and Kitty. I knew who Soil was. I didn't have any idea who Archaea was until after after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all three or all four of them were freaking awesome. Um, but <clears throat> went and saw Straight Line Stitch a year after that. And, of course, at that point, the lineup had completely changed except for the, the bass player and the singer. Um but that was uh, Quentin and Colby's first show. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that was with uh, In This Moment. And it was in a small club That'd in Tulsa. Cool. Um, and I was I was a big In This Moment fan um, because I missed them at OzFest their, their first year out. And that first album I absolutely love. I still love it to this day. Got the second album, and they were on tour for the second album. And she was one of the first people that... Uh, that that I encountered that charge for meet and greets. I yeah. fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and and the bad thing was is this is when she was at this point. I, honestly, by the time they got to the second album, it was so much less of a metal band. Um, they were becoming theatrical. So she had this big. Yeah. She didn't have backup dancers or anything like that because. We saw him at uh, Rocklahoma last year, and, of course, there was a whole production. But at this point, she had brought a podium out and stuff like that, and they were having sound issues, and and she uh, pissed and moaned about the sound the entire set. There's and, nothing more entertaining than a prima donna. Can, my you monitor's know, not good. That, that, yeah. was, that was my first experience with Rob Zombie. Um, I saw them uh, open for Megadeth um, when it was White Zombie. Mm-hmm. And he bitched about how hot it was, and they fucked up his samples, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you're not impressing me, dude. <laughs> right, that's awkward. But the the greatest part about that show is it it was White Zombie, Pantera, and the Megadeth, and this was Vulgar Display of Power tour. Oh, nice. <laughs> and by Pantera the time Pantera just made everyone look silly, huh? By the time Pantera was done, I felt so bad for 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 Megadeth. To have to go on after that, right? Because yeah, they, they just, don't have the energy. They just, yeah. well, they just, Pantera in that era, man. They just owned everybody in that, and that was uh, that was Kemper. So what is it now? Verizon? Uh, or no, no, not not Kemper. Um, Sandstone. Oh yeah. So I think it's a Verizon yes, amphitheater now. I think you're right. So back then it was Sandstone. Yeah. Um, yeah. They just they owned everybody there. And what's really cool is the vulgar video. Their their second video. They have right at the end. They have a, a live shot of the crowd from that show, and I'm in it somewhere. But <laughs> but like a dumb motherfucker, I'm wearing black like everybody else. <laughs> and so from 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 that point on, if I go to a rock show, I'm wearing something with color on it because everybody else is wearing black. Mm-hmm. So if you ever make it on a video, I was like, oh, I'm that red shirt dude. Yeah. I'm the dude with the neon pink heart. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, it's totally worth it. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but Megadeth, 
honestly, they were flawless. Uh, that was back when, uh, oh, Nick Menzo was the drummer and, uh, it must've been with Marty Friedman. Was Marty Friedman was the guitar player. He's which, insane. Yeah. And he, <laughs> watching him play, man, the way he, Holds a pick like yeah, he has he's got, his arm. got his wrist yeah. just locked. It's it's so strange. But he's freaking awesome. The um, the only thing that that sounded different was the cleans were a little dirty, but everything yeah. else sounded like the album. I mean, it it was really really good, uh, but still, it was hard to go on yeah. after after Pantera. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys gonna see Devin Townsend and Haken? In March. Oh, yeah. I'm going. Uh, Already got my tickets. Lawrence show. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. My brother and I will be there, too. Tried to get opening slot for that. I don't blame you. That would have been amazing. We got, I have a friend who has the tour manager's email, blah, blah, blah. And so it's, it might be I sent you everything still. I could find. Oh, no. I, he responded to me, the guy, the tour manager. He's like, no locals. Uh, <laughs> That's probably pretty much all he said. He's like, sorry, man, no locals. Did yeah. you say I'm not local? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's technically true. You're right, right. Yeah. It's technically true. God damn it, we're, <laughs> we're regional. Yeah. Do you not know who we are? Yeah. <laughs> we play in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. We played at Canes. The top three. We played right in now? Bartlesville once. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. What about the uh, what about the uh, new uh, Rage Against the Machine tour? Yeah, I'm need, Shouldn't need be to free? look into that. Yeah, should be free, isn't it? <laughs> should be. I, I heard that. Uh, they are donating um, all all their proceeds or something in in border states to. Yeah, I was getting ready to say there's to fine something. print there. Yeah, the, <laughs> the border states. Yeah, no, everywhere no. else. Cha-ching. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But well. that's that's one of those bands like. It's kind of a bucket list band for me in a way. I I'm on the fence about going to that one right now. The one I am most excited about is fucking Deftones, Gojira, and Poppy. Poppy. I know. I was like, oh, my God. That is like the craziest, most awesome lineup I have ever seen. Are they coming anywhere near here? Kansas City. Where at Kansas City? Uh, AMC? Yeah, somewhere around. Midland? Well, shit, I'll look it up. Keep talking. I've seen Deftones several times. Are they good? The, The best show I've ever seen was at Kane's. And it was when Around the Fur first came out, Ooh. and Deftones, you know, it was early in their tour, and they played for almost three hours. Wow. It was fucking insane. That I was like, time. yeah, and they only had two albums worth of stuff. They were playing, like, covers and stuff, because uh-huh. people were just into it, and they just wanted to play, I guess. Yeah. They played South of Heaven by uh, Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Um, that's one I remember. Uh, they played, like, every song that they had on each album. Um, at one point, uh, freaking Chino jumped on me. I could have gave him a wedgie. I decided not to, but um, that was a a super fun show. I've seen them several times after that. Um, and I think I caught them like on the tail end of their tour and his voice was going out a little bit. Like none, none of the screams were there. He was kind of making bird noises, like, (laughs) you know, so it wasn't quite as cool, but, um, still, still. You know, it's Deftones. If you like Deftones, you're going to like them. They're, I, they're one of the bands that it's like certain songs I, I think are horrible and certain songs I think are amazing. There's yes. one song called yeah, Swerve, Swerve City. Yeah. That's like such a cool song. That's one of the coolest songs I've ever heard, really. The riff is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't, 
I've seen some of their live videos, and I can't really tell if they're good or not because some of them sound really good and some of them sound pretty bad. So, right. Yeah. I think uh, musically, like all the instruments and stuff, are have always been spot yeah, on. Yeah, I'm sure. They'll be but just on. sometimes, just depending this- on how much he's overused his voice, where you yeah. are in the tour, I think depends on how good the vocals are. He has that style of voice that may not last, you know. Right. The thing about his voice is. It's not so much his voice; it's his it's his note choices, and it's almost like they stick him in a room and just see what fucking happens. <laughs> because th- there are directions that he goes vocally that you're like, "What? That shouldn't work," but it does. I uh, Deftones have just always been one of those that have been like, "I love it, but I don't know why." Yeah, they're interesting. I mean, when I got into them, I know why, because it was my own summer, and that was like the heaviest fucking song of the year, you know? I mean, that that's why I got into them. But. Have you guys seen Gojira live? I have not seen them live yet. It's one of the best live, especially metal bands. Probably the best live metal band I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, I'd say. That's, that's another band I just I can't get into. Yeah, I could see why. You don't, It's not something I could, you wouldn't really like, I can tell. They're not <laughs> something I like listen to a lot but every time they put out something i'm like i gotta listen to what these guys are doing like you know they're, they're neat best <laughs> metal band i've seen live and it's probably cheesy was probably judas priest yeah i can see that <laughs> and i, I want to say god it was like when they released their notre Dame's concept album like oh seven oh eight it was oh seven or oh eight because it was there my dad Online. took me to that concert because steven and wes were there friends of ours yeah the best I've seen, and the, and what kills me about it, is that I was not into them at the time, so I didn't pay as much attention as I should have. And it was fucking Lamb of God, and they were yeah, I've seen amazing. I've seen them four times, yeah. They're fun. I mean, you know, you have to be in the mood for that kind of vocal, but musically, I got I, 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 yeah, back when it was Chris Adler, shit, I could listen to that dude drum all oh, day I mean, long. Like, uh, He's a machine. What about like your favorite band you've seen live? What one disappointed you the most seeing them live? You know what I'm going to say, right? <laughs> you were there. Obscure? No, Ice Earth. Oh, I, yeah, Ice Earth was terrible. But surprisingly, the first, <laughs> t- the the second time I seen Rush was a huge disappointment. That the be okay? Yeah, the be okay. Because you know I ran time for this band. They're called uh, Reverse Reaction. Killer cover band, actually, by the way. So shout out to those guys if, if for some reason they're listening. Right. Um, I don't think they, they know will. any of you guys, but they will. anyway. Maybe. He said the same thing. He said the second one of the times you saw Rush at the BOK was really bad. Like was, He said it's the only time he got to see him, too. It, it, it was awful. <laughs> I mean, I, me, me and Dad had seen Rush so many times before them, but it just it sounded like shit. That sucks. So what? was it was it sound, or was it just them like, having an off night? I think it was the mixing. Everything sounded off. The vocals were way too loud. The drums weren't loud enough. The bass, surprisingly, was too loud. <laughs> you couldn't hear Alex Lifeson's guitar at all the entire time. Yeah, something wow. that's got to be a mixing issue, of course. But that is when you get that many people though. in an arena, things I mean, it's, change. It's yeah, probably I, I, so it's much harder. It's obviously a think. huge venue to mix sound in. Yeah, but you got to figure they have their own guy. It's, you know, yeah, I mean, they must have had some. Maybe he was sick that wrong. night. And I, had I, the, I don't know. And the, they had it, the intern doing it. it. It's funny though because they uh, they played "Where Are My Things," which is a song Galaxia has covered before. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they messed that song up. <laughs> That's funny. You know, honestly, though, I think I think the bands that write their own songs are more apt to mess them up than somebody who who's trying to cover it. Yeah. Someone's just somebody, dissecting it way hard and well, trying but to somebody, somebody who's things. covering it is trying to focus on it to deliver. Yeah what people experience from an album and you know that doesn't take into account the headspace of the person when they wrote it you know i mean that's and you know i i mess up all the time oh i mess up almost every time we play <laughs> i never mess up i don't know what you guys are talking about <laughs> this is true he's, he's you guys should see what i'm shoot. supposed to be playing versus what i actually play it's like it's like it's ridiculous you guys cover it very very well then oh <laughs> I think there was one time I I think I think BJ did something and maybe you just like missed an eighth note or something so minor and the only reason I caught it is because you just looked over to Dylan and started laughing like you oh, goofing I, off you know I, I know that that's that's the that's the best part about it is if one of us messes up it's not it's it's not that it's a bad thing it just yeah, uh, we, that's just we screwed up. Well, yeah. and that, that's the best thing about it didn't being stop the song, or you know, yeah, that's so. the best thing about being a musician, whether you're on stage or in the audience. If somebody messes up, and you're in the audience, you can tell. Yeah, not <clears throat> not necessarily from them actually messing up, but the interaction that the the band has afterwards, because like, somebody is going to be like. <laughs> Look at the drummer when he hits, miss, misses the upbeat or something. Yeah, right. and then, and then like oh, I totally messed up during that. I said, "Well, I saw you look, you know, but uh, I didn't I hear don't, it." Anytime yeah. one of us messes up, I always try to play it off as a joke because to me, it's funny because we're having fun and yeah. mistakes happen. Yeah, so. I think you got to be that way. Well, and I think after you do it so long, you realize that most people don't. Most people out there Don't have know. no idea what's going on no. musically, yeah. unfortunately. Most yeah. of the time you're playing in a small venue, you can't hear anything anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. they're just like, uh, wall of noise, I'm going to smile, though. Yeah. So just play it off. Like, I, I just go out there and I, and I have fun. Yeah. And if I mess up, eh, that's great. Move around, back goofy, and yeah. then keep going. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's very rare that you, that you see a, a real train wreck nowadays. Yeah. Oh, I've seen one. I've seen them. I've seen one local band that had huge train wreck. I'm pretty sure the drummer was on meth or something. It was weird. When was wow. this? <laughs> it was the time we played at first shop with Edge of Zephyr. I'm not going to say the band name, of course. but Oh, I know exactly who you're talking was, about. It was awkward. <laughs> yeah. I just I, remember him playing drums like I've never seen anybody play the drums before. I remember that so particular weird. person, though. <laughs> so weird. Already drunk before he got there, drinking several dozen more beers before he went on. So, <laughs> I think it was fun though. Is every now and then, I I wouldn't call this a train wreck, but somebody just their 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 wires cross, and so it's like, hey, we're gonna play this song, and you start the song, and one guy plays a completely different fucking song. <laughs> I don't think that ever happened. And, and we've been there in practice. I don't think we've ever done that live, but yeah. we've been there. Oh, I, shit, I forgot it, how that goes. I've been there sometimes just because <laughs> on a normal day, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, and we'll practice, you know, on a practice day, we practice late, and it might be 11 o'clock at night, and I'm just exhausted by yeah, then, you definitely. know, just, just not my mind and in the right space anymore, but... 
Is that sound? We're going to have drags. Oh, no. It sounds like somebody on a Harley making sure it's running. It's a Wednesday night drags. <laughs> Independence, <laughs> Kansas. In the headphones, it sounds like an Indian drum beating, but I'm pretty sure it's just the heater or something. I turned the heater off. That's a Harley. Okay. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> well, shoot, guys. It's getting past 9 o'clock here. Um, any Anything to add? Any last words here before we wrap it up? coming up. Anything? Uh, do we have anything coming up? I mean, I'm we pretty of, much oh, don't know what's going on until like pretty much the weekend before. So <laughs> we we had a show offer, but we had to turn it down. Unfortunately, kind of bummed about that. But you know, you guys know who the band Source is. I've heard the name, but I'm I don't think I've heard them. We had a chance. We had a chance to open for them, but we don't. We're not going to be able to. But yeah, scheduling uh, conflicts so we, and all that. That's but. not going to happen. But. It's kind of the no. We don't have right a, we don't have a single show lined up actually at the moment. No, I mean it's kind of slow time of year. It's slow time of year. It's cold. Yeah. I really don't want to go out and play shows. The weather's awful. I'd rather right. wait till springtime so I can actually go out and enjoy it. So right. Other than that, yeah, two <clears throat> probably two EPs this year to be released. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, there's plenty more Galaxy coming up once the weather is not awful. So those are prolific motherfuckers. <laughs> They're like <laughs> rabbits. <laughs> well, yeah. Other than that. Any other questions? Yeah. Any extremely personal questions you'd like to know? Oh, I, I have a question for you. Boxer briefs. <laughs> I have a question for you too. Because the ladies want to know. Uh, what's the boxers? If you must know, yeah. I guess I think they're boxers. What's you your... gotta let the boys breathe? <laughs> I what's... think they're boxers. <laughs> what's two two of your favorite movies and two of your least favorite movies? Two of my favorite movies and two of my least favorite movies. Two favorite movies: Fight Club. That's all time favorite. And given a second is is tough. I'm gonna go with slightly more kid friendly, and we'll go with Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's one of mine. Oh, uh, least favorite Fargo. Oh, come on, man! I hated Fargo. It's a great movie. I hated Fargo. My wife hates it too. And <laughs> uh, the Fountain. I've been wanting to see that. I haven't seen it. Don't. <laughs> All right. What's yours, PJ? What's yours, Zach? We'll go let's Oh, man. Oh. Why don't you go? I'm still thinking about mine. You go ahead and tell me yours. Okay. Two of my favorite movies would be No Country for Old Men and. That's a good one. I didn't think I was going to be asked that. I was just trying to ask them. But... <laughs> so, uh, Either way, we all have I guess now, so. For some reason, the first one that comes to mind would be Shawshank. Good choice. Yeah. yeah, good and choice. And two of my least favorites. That stupid movie, October Sky. That movie's so terrible. I, well, I think we watched that. So <laughs> it's God, inspirational. God, that movie's awful. Okay, also, this sounds really downer, but I don't like inspirational movies for the most part. I don't know why. <laughs> they're lame. Because uh, they're not inspirational. And I don't, like spo- I don't like sports movies either. Even though I love basketball and football, I hate it's sports Rudy. movies. God, that movie's terrible. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, baseball movies. I love baseball movies. See, I hate baseball. God, my Baseball's so lame. Oh, here's one that I hate. The one with Tom Hanks. A League of Their Own? I hate it. Oh, oh god, my god, that's so good. <laughs> I hate I, I'm that I'm going to have to agree with you, Peach. That movie is awful. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> I hate it. I don't know why. Uh, what about you, Zach? I love baseball, though. Man, I'm having a hard time. I have to say, one of my favorite movies, um, just because it's so out there and weird, is uh, 
Lost Highway. Yes. That's, that's an interesting movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's, a, because, you know, that's such a strange movie. It is. It's, it's the best David Lynch movie, period. I've got That's not saying period. much, though. Yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah. not. I'd say Blue Velvet. Uh, I don't know. If it was me, Blue I'd Velvet's say Naked good. Lunch is probably one of my favorite David Lynch movies. Mm. I never saw that. That movie's so fucking weird. I don't know. It's hard to hard to top Lost Highway. Yeah. Lost Highway is, is, is really intriguing. It, ha- it doesn't make any sense, but it does at the same time. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. How the guy just changes. Well, my favorite part of that movie I've got is a, that, that I've got introduced a theory. me. That that movie introduced me to Romstein in the best possible yeah. fucking way. <laughs> you got the... Dun, fucking dun, lightning dun, going dun, with the dun, weird dun. angles, and and he's walking down a highway and it's, dun, 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 dun. holy shit! That movie has a rant. I thought you were gonna say David Bowie because I know it has David Bowie's song in it. Yeah, that's um, a strange one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot, I, it's hard to pick a second one. There's so many. Maybe it, maybe like a Tarantino movie. Maybe it's like uh, Pulp Fiction. Maybe yeah, or there's tons of like there's tons of cheesy sci-fi movies and stuff that are things like that that I love though. So yeah, it's hard, but you know, and now 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 you bring up Tarantino. I mean, that totally changes everything. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Empire Strikes Back is probably good to be kid friendly, but yeah, uh, Tarantino didn't direct. Tony Scott directed True Romance, but that's a good one. Tarantino wrote that one, and that's my favorite Tarantino flick. Period. Right on. It's good all together. I mean, I have, <laughs> man, I can Gary Oldman in that movie. Gary Oldman's a beast. And Christopher so Walken. And Christopher Walken yeah. and Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, just, man, that's great. But out of that entire cast, the best role in that was fucking Brad Pitt. The stoner on the couch. The stoner on the couch, yeah. Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking incredible. That was before he was a big name yeah, actor, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, James Gandolfini was in it. Man, I fucking hated him. Just hated him in that movie. God, just that movie was perfect. What are some of your least favorite movies? Uh, man, I want to say just like any any kind of like uh, Hallmark kind of thing. <laughs> any kind of like pick two random Hallmark yeah. movies. So I'm going to say those That's are my least fair. favorite. Any Hallmark movies? Yeah. <laughs> if it's on Lifetime, yeah, forget Lifetime. it. I just saw a Lifetime movie the other day. Horrible. It's very predictable. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's awful. What about you? What are your some of your favorites and least? I say two of my favorites are. You said Empire Strikes Back, and that's definitely that's definitely up there. One of my favorites. And uh, other than that, maybe Letters from Iwo Jima. It's a. Hmm. I never saw it's that. It's a World War Two flick. Yeah, that's that was a, a good movie. That was that's that's probably that's up there. As far as least favorites, hmm. It's hard. Any Steven Seagal movie's pretty bad. I mean, oh, come on, man. Mark for Death. God. <laughs> Got the school face. I'm, I, I'm trying to think of popular movies that were that, that are just awful. When, like you said, October Skies, or that's, yeah. that's just that's a horrible movie. <laughs> but people beloved, you know, it's I, I, beloved I, I, movie. I don't understand why people like that movie so much. How about I've, I've, all right? Here's a, a worse movie, Quigley Down Under, with uh, Tom Selleck. 
I, w- I wouldn't uh, go so far as to say that's horrible. I, I thought it. that was the most boring piece of crap movie ever. Oh, you so want boring. a boring piece of crap Western? And I hate to say it because I fucking love Clint Eastwood, but the Unforgiven. Forgiven. Oh, Unforgiven. my God, yeah. yes. Oh, so boring. Fest. <laughs> Dude, I've been telling people that forever. It's yeah. so boring. Okay, so seg- oh. segueing into Westerns. Best Western. I, I hate the hotel, man. Dune's I, the I best like Western. Huh? Dune. 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 Yes. <laughs> Period. I'm gonna say No Country for Old Men. I, actually, I, ch- I changed my, my my vote for uh for Empire Strikes Back. Said Dune. That's probably one of the one of my favorite movies. And that's that is a, a top tier David Lynch movie. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, that, that is a David that's Lynch. Yeah. It's. I mean, it has Captain Picard in it, right? There. I mean, that's pretty right. much good enough, right there. I love yeah, Sting. Are you guys yeah. psyched for the reboot or for the? I am. I, I'm. I'm kind of up in the air in it yeah. because. Yeah. They can ruin it so fast. I have high Like what they did with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's. I think that they're hopefully, from what I'm hearing, they're really sticking more to the novel. Well, that's what they said about Star Wars, and then, yeah, yeah. I, don't I know. mean, I saw I saw the new Star Wars three times, and I'm still, I'm I haven't still seen not, it. Still not impressed. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, but after the Last Jedi, I was willing to enjoy just about anything. I mean, the Last Jedi was such a. Yeah, God, it was. I don't want to be over dramatic, but I mean, it was such a travesty. <laughs> Travesty. It was for two, for two two reasons. Okay, one, I can forgive the Last Jedi if you just take out the Leia floating through space scene. That was so fucking stupid. That was really stupid. <laughs> it was. I I can forgive the rest of it, but if I don't, if I you know move on and critique it from there, it's the worst fucking story in the world. I know it. it, it, yeah. it, it I'm gonna they, stay twenty five feet in front of the super this super star destroyer because I'm just that much faster. What? Yeah, that, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's never been an issue in any Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> right. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, now granted, Last Jedi actually defined the physics of space in Star did, Wars because it had never been defined before. Let's be honest here. There's a magic force that can move things around and plant destroys yeah. that can just blow up entire planets. The one thing that would have saved that entire thing is she got blasted out into space and she, would have and died. she reached out with her mind and had them come get him. Had them come get her. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's just like Luke reaching out to her in Empire. Exactly. You know? right. Exactly. That would have made the, way there, more sense. There was no precedent for her to fly through space. Yeah. I mean, the, only, I love the only good part about that movie. I share a birthday with Carrie Fisher. I, I, That's amazing. It, it, <laughs> it, it cuts me to the core. <laughs> I mean, the best part of that movie was when she... Uh, when Admiral Hodo hyperspace rammed that Super Star Destroyer. Yes, and that should have been Leia. Yeah. Yes. That should have been Leia have right been there Leia. and done. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, the movie was, eh. It was Phantom Menace at best. Phantom Menace wow. was better. Phantom Menace was no, better. It wasn't. No. It wasn't even it remotely wasn't. close to better. Oh, it was better. I don't know. It, uh, it was better. Well, Last we, Jedi, we spend six Last hours Jedi was two want, and a half I mean, hours of pointlessness. Have you have you you've seen Rise of Skywalker? Oh yeah. Mm. What do you think of it? I enjoyed it, but like I said, after here's, the last here's Jedi, my biggest critique of that movie though, critique. I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers. Anyways, I'm going to tell you anyways. No spoilers. La, 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 la. <laughs> anyways, Kylo Ren takes a normal Tie Fighter back to Exegol. Everyone knows normal Tie Fighters don't have hyperdrives. How did he get there? Yeah, yeah. 
I'm gonna go that far into it. <laughs> you, this discussion happens, Zach, for sure. The, the, See, this the, is why Zach should have been here because he would have known in a, in a normal Imperial Tie Fighter from 30 years ago did not have a hyperdrive. That that's a first order Tie Fighter. No, it wasn't. It was he, he took it from the wreckage of the second Death Star. Oh shit, you're right. Exactly. I, th- I was just trying to punch a hole in your theory. No, there is no, no. hole in the theory. I no. know. I've I've analyzed it. So, so all right. So my favorite. My favorite part, and it was because I called it. So originally, the episode of The Mandalorian that came out right before The Rise of Skywalker was originally scheduled to come out after The Rise of Skywalker. They were just going to skip that week. Really? Because the normal day that it came out was, was Friday, and that's when the movie was coming out. Yeah. But I had a theory because they announced that week that it was coming out on Wednesday, I think it was. Came out on Wednesday? Came out. Yeah, yeah. And so then I watched the episode, and all of a sudden, Baby Yoda healed. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's going to be in the fucking movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, had to, they had to make a precedent for it to be in the movie. I mean, that... And I was that, like... I mean, that whole thing has always been in the Star Wars, like, canon, in the books and all that, right. if you right. read the books. So that's, like, nothing new to Star Wars, so... But it is to the casual user or to yeah. casual watcher. Yeah, I liked, and especially that now that though. it's not now that all that legend stuff is not not technically canon. You know, you you didn't know where they were going to go with it. Um, what do you think of the uh, the Mandalorian as a series itself? I, I haven't seen it I, yet. I thought it was great, but everybody thought it was great. And what cracked me up is that was nothing really went on. I mean, there was there was nothing special about that show except for the fact that it was a simple story and that they weren't trying to convolute it with a bunch of force lore or yeah. some stuff. Exactly. That sounds That's like something I, like I would love to it. see. It. Yeah. It's just simple and fun Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. It's a Star yeah. Wars Western. I yeah, mean, right. Yeah, that, exactly. That, that, that's what my girlfriend said. It's like if I wouldn't have told her it was Star Wars, she wouldn't have known it was Star Wars. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is which is good, I think, because that will draw more people into yeah. the whole lore. Of and, Star Wars, so. and and really, I did. I loved it from episode one to the end. But somewhere in the middle, I was like, you know, there's there's, the, the there's really it, nothing going on here. The middle part of it's kind of like, eh, this is just kind of filler episode. So well, and and like the second episode was shorter than the first episode, and the third episode was longer. And I mean, yeah, it, I, yeah, I, I they, didn't they, like they the, just kind of chopped thing, it up to. But, Towards the end, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it towards the end. Yeah, so, no, like, it, the, uh, it was good. The whole heist of the, the prison ship, that was probably one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, no, it was good. How hard did you want to murder those two uh, uh, scout oh. troopers? Yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, I haven't seen it. All right, You're, you'll know what we're talking about yeah, when you see it there. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, so you can't be in this because you haven't watched all of it, but, but rank Star Wars. Episodes one through nine. Okay. Your nine. your favorites. Start guess, from least favorite. Well, oh God. <laughs> okay. Attack of the Clones. Really? I mean, it's so fucking terrible. I mean, let's be honest here. That is that is that the one where Yoda's bouncing around? Yeah. 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 That one's bad. Phantom Menace. I'd say Revenge of the Sith. Or it's not terrible. Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what's the uh, Force Awakens? Last Jedi. 
got the last jedi way up there yeah i mean the force, awakens, the force awakens is worse than the last jedi yeah hmm. i would agree with that i'd agree with that too and then probably the original trilogy the original the original trilogy in the order that they came out with new hope empire strikes back return of the jedi Be so you the, put jedi at, at the top jedi's the top hmm. zach Oh man, I don't even want to. Do oh wait, 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 wait! You're missing two. Yeah, you are missing two. You got to well, add I in guess, Solo, well, well, Solo, Rogue, and, and Rogue One. Yeah, I forgot about those. I mean, Rogue out, One's out, great. out of the two of them, I'd say Rogue One's better. Solo, I was not, I was not impressed with it. It, it didn't, it kind of ruined Han Solo for me. Hmm. You sound like my wife. Really? I mean, it, it made him seem like a good guy, and like all the books I'd read, he's always been, you know, more or less like a scumbag. Okay, well, and and that's a good take because yeah. I haven't I haven't read a lot of I mean, Star Wars. Like, yeah, I haven't either. And like in all the books I've read, he's all he's always been a criminal. He's always been a smuggler, always doing, you know, crimes or whatever. So, future now, crimes. Yeah, future crimes. But that that movie kind of portrayed him as a good guy who, at the very end, be like, "Oh, I'm a bad guy," and then shoots one person. Is like, "Oh, now I'm Han Solo." It's trying to be a bad yeah, guy. Yeah, trying trying to be a bad guy. Yeah. That's an interesting take on it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's very valid stance. I mean, I can understand why they made it like that for, like, the mass market. But as, like, a Star Wars fan, it, man, it doesn't feel like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, there were Stormtroopers and TIE Fighters, but it's not really a Star Wars movie. I I'm probably will look at that movie a little different now after hearing you say that. Because I liked it just because it was, like, a fun, high-flying adventure movie more so than we've kind of gotten lately out of the franchise mm, yeah but uh that's why i liked it too yeah rogue one was so intense and like serious and like kind of edge of your seat yeah, sometimes I mean, like i really liked that one too yeah me too that was For, great yeah i i define rogue one as the adult star wars yeah it's right. like the saving and, and solo star wars as, right. a, I thought. as a return to the adventure star wars i mean that's another thing about the the rise of Skywalker. I mean, it was so fast paced in the beginning, so fast paced, which I really liked. They fit a lot of stuff in that movie. Well, I because know. I think a lot of a lot of the stuff that was in that movie should have been in the second movie. Yeah. That whole last trilogy, if they would have just had a plan end, from it, the get go, if they had the end in mind when they started, and you know, would have been a lot. Yeah. I mean, other than the legacy characters, I liked Ray. Um, towards the end, I liked where they were going with Kylo Ren, but for the most part, I didn't give a shit about any of them. No, Kylo <laughs> Kylo Ren is probably one of my least favorite Star Wars characters because he's just whiny, dude. Yeah, for the the Force, the Force Awakens, he was a whiny bitch. I mean. Um, that was the one of the you redeeming things I got from the Last Jedi is because his arc was slightly more interesting. It was more interesting, but it it's like the, it was a last minute thing to try to redeem the character. The, they they just went in with the trilogy. Hey, we just spent four billion dollars on on Star Wars, and now we need to put out a trilogy. And it's hey, just, guys, come up with a story. I mean, yeah. that's it's really just, what it boiled down to. It, it's yeah. just the acting of those two characters. Just they they couldn't like I guess capture my attention. Yeah, it it's was just, funny because it's just so bland. It was funny because I thought uh, 
I thought Kylo Ren was terrible in The Force Awakens, but Rey was really good. Rey was good in The Force Awakens. And then you get to The Last Jedi, and Kylo Ren was getting better, but I thought Rey's performance through the whole thing was just, like, really wooden. Yeah. And then at the end, I just, I wanted a good, not necessarily good, but a satisfying conclusion to all of this. So I'm, I'm pretty much at this point willing to accept anything that isn't a superstar destroyer chasing a fucking, (laughs) I mean, at that point, I mean, I would have loved a superstar destroyer, superstar destroyer chasing millennium Falcon, but it's the acting feels like somebody described star Wars to someone and told them to act that way. (laughs) That's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Daisy Daisy Ridley's performance in Rise of Skywalker. I thought she, I thought she was very I don't know. She was emoting. It felt believable to me. Like like you know, I'm not saying that the I, writing I, that the writing is great, but I think her performance. Is yeah, great, yeah, great and I agree an with that. And I think I think it goes back to you lower our expectations exactly. enough that anything's going to be good. It's going to be better. Yeah. And I think I, th- I think we accepted a lot. Like, I don't I don't think Palpatine was ever the big. Uh, you know, a lot of them were saying, "Oh yeah, Palpatine was gonna." Yeah. He he was our plan from the beginning. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, but, no Bullshit. They, they ran out of ideas. No, no. It's like, oh well, we'll bring back someone. Ever, yeah. we'll bring someone everyone knows. Yeah. I mean, granted, the beginning of it when they bring him back, it gives a whole new feel to Star Wars. That almost scary yeah. kind of feel. Yeah. But after that, it just. It just doesn't feel like Star Wars. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think out of out of everything post Disney, that the thing, the one, even as much as I like Solo, the one that captured Star Wars the most was Rogue One. And exactly, and I think yeah. I think that was that was a brilliant film. Agreed. That hero versus the evil force. I mean, and, that's what Star Wars is about. And it yeah. and it sidestepped. All the the conventions of the original trilogy, you know, the Force wasn't a big deal. Yeah, they talked about it. Yeah, but I mean, but it, it wasn't a, a a contributing factor to yeah, anything. Like that a happened. new hope. I mean, yeah, they talked about the like you said, they talked about the Force, but no one was, you know, doing these crazy lightsaber battles or flipping all over the place and using all these Force powers. They were sword fighting in like you know a tiny hallway. Yeah, and it was kind of lame. Have, have you seen have you seen the the guy that went in and re-edited? Yeah. That's, I, yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it is awesome. And they didn't overdo it? it, which I liked. There there is a a reimagining of the Obi-Wan Vader fight oh. from A New Hope that a guy a guy went in and I mean they're 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 like stand-ins and uh, I mean, it's just but it all fits into that original film. Yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> cool. I'll check that That's out. That's neat. Did you guys uh, ever um, see that uh, Freddie Prince Jr. rant about Star Wars? I heard I about it, but I don't think so. I ever watched it. Yeah, Is that he vo- the guy from Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he voiced, he, was, he, yeah. Uh, he voiced, voiced one of the characters in one of the cartoons. Oh, okay. And so he was like, you know, I... So and so told me directly, you know, George Lucas's vision was always this, and what they're doing with these movies, you know, the latest, latest trilogy is not Star Wars at all. And he's just like, like screaming about it. He's like, <laughs> you're ready to throw stuff. He's like, it's bullshit, you know. 
it's it's kind of funny. Did you did you watch any of the animated stuff? Clone like Wars, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I thought Clone Wars was brilliant, and we're getting a new season. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking because forward to that. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is my absolute favorite I mean, character. She, uh, period. Ahsoka Tano was in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, her voice, like a voiceover section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm just, with you. That's my favorite character in all of Star Wars. It I really mean, is. Yeah. I mean, really that, is. that right there could make an amazing movie just following yeah. some story about that. Probably will. Right. Oh, dude, man, that that one episode at the, the, the season finale of Rebels when she went head-to-head with Vader and I realized it was Anakin, and I was, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I, I was having that, a moment. That one 30-minute cartoon episode yeah. embodied Star Wars more than the last yeah. 10 years of Star Wars. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of that was amazing. Um, there are two... Uh, Two possible candidates for a live action. Uh, Rosario Dawson put her hat or put her name in the the hat, and they've done some fan art of her as really? an adult Ahsoka Tano. That'd be interesting. It was amazing. Um, but uh, I know they're supposed to be banking a uh, Cassian Andor. Yes. Yeah. Uh, live a action prequel series. to Rogue yeah. One. Yeah. And I and a Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So. And Ewan McGregor is on board. Yeah. So that'd be really interesting. Which that 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 really is huge because I mean you know, he's a big name actor. I mean that, that's, that's, but mm-hmm. you know people people get in an uproar when anybody gets recast. I mean look how exactly. they treated the dude who did Solo. Yeah, you know what I mean. But everybody just embraced Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan, and he's a perfect embodiment of Obi Wan Kenobi. So well, and he has lineage just kisses. His uh, uncle was Wedge. Well, and I know, Tillis. and they brought back Wedge and Tillys and. Yes, Skywalker, which they wanted, they wanted to bring him back earlier um, in the series, and he didn't want to do it. I mean, that's that's like, and you you bring back a bring back old characters, like in Rogue One, they brought back like Gold Leader and Yellow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I felt like I was the only one that noticed that when I first saw. I was like, oh shit, that's Gold Leader. (laughs) But you know, they have that they they have that one scene in in Rogue One where they're running out of the 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 hangar and over the intercom. It's like General Sandula, General Sandula. It's it's like a call to rebels. Oh my god! Yeah, so we're geeking out here, right? Yeah, now. big time, big time. Yeah, he's <laughs> just like God. Like we could spend an entire podcast I, talking about just I, like Rogue you one. guys are lame. <laughs> I geek out on other things for sure, but not Star Wars, to be honest. If we if this was like Breaking Bad or something, I'd probably I geek out on that. You know, if, if Zach Lum was here too, then BJ would have left by oh, now. Oh yeah, you guys <laughs> yeah, have me, been talking me, about this a long I'm time out. ago. <laughs> me, yeah, me and Zach would have been talking about this till like four in the morning. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I tell you what, guys, it's been a pleasure to have you all here. Yeah, it was fun. I appreciate yeah, you coming fun. in the nasty weather yeah. over to speak with us. And um really looking forward to your new music Thanks. to put out. And we're gonna enjoy what you have put out in the meantime. So the band is Galaxia. Thanks to Dylan BJ. And uh hey, we'll give see us, you all later. Give us some links real quick. Yeah. Links. Like, where can people find oh, you yeah. online? Uh, like, the full link, the HTTP. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, S colon <laughs> slash slash. Uh, Bandcamp, of course. So if you go into Bandcamp and type in Galaxia, uh, you can find us. YouTube. Slash Galaxia. Uh, no, I don't think it's it. I don't think it's but slash either. You can just type in Galaxia. Get some Spanish cover bands. And then you'll scroll through a few things, and you'll find <laughs> us. Um, and Facebook, of course. Yeah. Uh, MySpace. 
No. No. No, 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 no MySpace. Uh, that's, yeah, that's it. Just those three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on Spotify, actually, as well. I forgot. Oh, we're on Spotify now? Yeah, because I went oh, with you the finally whole, went uh, did that? whatever, that distro kit or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, but I don't I'll, like it, but I'll I'll like, sure I don't like to, the process of that. I'll be sure to throw some links up, too. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, And before we go, I wanted to add two movies you guys should check out if you haven't seen it. The 90s, late 90s movie with Hugo Weaving. It's called The Interview. Okay. You guys seen that? No, nope, I haven't seen that. Check it out. And then the other one is early 2000s called The Mothman Prophecies. Oh, I've seen yes. that. Yes. That's a yeah. super interesting yeah, movie. It's very interesting. It is. It is good. Right on. And there's yeah. no gerbils. Yeah. Also, the yeah. Titanic was an inside job. Yes. Dylan's very adamant about that. It's a fact. <laughs> oh, speaking of Titanic, my, my wife just did a... Sorry, now we're supposed to be ending this, but no, she no, does okay. like ex- she, she she tries to do as many extras for movies if she can, and she got cast in this movie with uh, what's his name, the guy that plays the the uh, fiance and um, Billy, Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy oh. Zane. <laughs> she was in a movie with him, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like teaching her how to do karate in the movie or something like that. Oh, that's, that's pretty awesome. funny. Rad. That's funny. That's pretty funny. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna have to get you and her back at some point. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, plug her book too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's called Chess Master. It's a fantasy novel that my wife wrote, and it's on Amazon. Or if you can talk to me or her, and we'll get you a copy. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I just got one. I'm going to read it. I've uh, already read it. Oh, Matt's. Maybe next time Matt will give a review. Okay. Yeah, if you like stuff, I'll like give you a review right now. It's good. Lord of the Rings, nice. and uh, I agree. I enjoyed it. What was the other one that's similar to that? Uh, the Bible. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe there are religious. No. Oh, definitely. What's the yeah. other one? That's yeah. Chronicles Narnia. Yeah, Chronicles Narnia. <laughs> Chronicles Narnia. <laughs> I love Rings. Epic Bible. fantasy is my yeah. So There you go. Um, and if you like power metal, yeah, uh, I'm into it. All right. All right. Cool. Shout out to Annie. Thank you guys. We'll see you later. See you. Thank you.